0: Pearl Jam podcast experience featuring Mr.
1: Stone Gasser.
0: everybody welcome to live on four legs podcast the live pearl jam podcast experience and we're back with our 41st episode of all time it's a record you guys 41 can you believe it woo and uh today we um we have a very special guest on today uh our co-host um You've never heard his name before. He's never been on this show before. We don't know where he came from. We don't know where he's been, but he's here right now, ladies and gentlemen. It's Matt Helbig. I'm back. Oh my god, <laughs> where have you been all this time? You know,
2: I I, I don't even know. <laughs> if you asked me what I did two days ago, I I could I could honestly say I I don't remember because uh. All my days are getting mixed up now, and it's it's a giant mess. I'm really sunburned. My hair's turning blonde. Uh, and oh god, I you're play, not
0: going through that phase again, are you?
2: I am, and and my oh. I, I've been playing so much bass that my fingers hurt. So I know, I know I've been active. I just
0: it's all becoming a blur. You, It's this, all
2: it's all a blur. This, can't give you any details. The summer
0: is almost <laughs> over in your in in your mind. Like, I mean, it's barely me? started, but it's... you'll by by the time September comes around, you'll be like, "Where the fuck did it go?"
2: Let me let me tell you this: I am completely over the summer. <laughs> Bring on October! I'm ready for it.
0: So I know I've been teasing a little bit uh, the last couple episodes that are changes and things and transformation with the podcast are are coming. So um, uh, why don't we just get this out of the way early, uh, Matt? Go ahead uh well
2: un- unfortunately, with my schedule uh, I, I you know I could say I've been lucky enough to be busy and working hard and uh, y- you know doing doing my thing with the music and lucky enough to have a, a lot of cool new opportunities pop up with the music, which is always good for someone who makes their living on plugging away at whatever gig that they could get so um I'm going to have to take a a small uh, leave of of absence because of my schedule, but I I am going to contribute uh, any way I can whenever I have uh, free time to do it. So it's – what did you say, Randy? What did you call it before?
0: I said it's not goodbye. It's just see you later.
2: It's see you later. Yeah, I will definitely see you later. Uh, It's just uh, every – Every free day I had has been has been taken up now by by work or by gigs or 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 working at gigs or something unfortunately so i uh the last thing I wanted to do was try to rush through stuff like this uh because I think we pride ourselves on really taking our time and and making it as as good as we can mm-hmm. so uh rushing it and degrading the quality was was absolutely. Uh, not an option for me. I uh, I would rather see some um, really qualified and popular guests that we've had come in and, and, and take my spot and rotate around for a little bit while I can't be here because uh, the guests have been tremendous. Uh, there's no other word for it. We've been Absolutely. so lucky with who we've had.
0: We really have. Absolutely. And um, with that, like... I have no doubt that we're going to have no problem finding uh, a good co-host during this time uh, to, to fill your, your massive shoes uh, as you've been just such a, an enormous contributor in, to the show in in more ways the, than the, uh, you guys the, the, even know. The,
2: uh, the critical contributor, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, like now that you've been, Kind of off the last couple episodes, I've I've kind of noticed the loss. I, I'm like, where where is this? Where is you know? And that's not going against anybody that that uh, has been on the last couple weeks, but like I missed it. I, I missed it. I, I'm. I, it was like some sort of Stockholm syndrome or something like that. I. Well, I <laughs> that's good. I like that. You know? Well,
2: it was it was nice to sit back too and and edit and then fill in at the end of of Eddie's episode because. Uh, i I really didn 't know like my first listen how to feel about the show, and then uh, and then something came up i wasn 't able to do the show, so just for fun i listened to uh, I listened to the the performance again, and then I was editing uh, the podcast while I had some free time and Eddie, I want to give you a shout out, terrific job, Randy, and I were just talking about you before we record fantastic episode and and you were a natural, but he changed my mind and cleared up a lot of stuff hearing. His take on the show, and I listened to it again. I listened to that at that, that second time, and uh, he was right, man. I I think I was maybe listening too hard to it, and he changed my mind about a lot of stuff, and and I ended up really liking that show. So uh, it, it actually uh, it, it helped me a little bit to sit back and and just you know uh, be a listener because sure uh, I, I got I got a whole other take other than just my opinion. I was able to kind of hear, hear a different side of it instead of just what I consider to be a good performance. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I Because I, it's tough to break your own opinion, so you listen to somebody else's opinion, and you say, oh, that's a, that's a really good point. Let me listen to this uh, uh, daughter one more time. I hated it the first time, but now I see where he's coming from, and uh, I'm sure daughter was great. If it was even played, I can't remember, but that was just a, uh, you know, standard uh example
0: i just want to bring up really for a second i just you know with all the stuff that matt was doing um i've only been on the editing job this this episode will be only my third that i'm editing so think about that for 38 weeks in a row matt not only doing his day job but doing the gigs and everything and i know december and january is a little uh you know it's a little softer and it's a little lighter and you can balance it a little <laughs> oh bit man I,
2: I i looked forward to the editing on those i was so <laughs> bored uh, like you know as a as a musician that does primarily weddings and then i you know with the day job in, in an off season
0: the days where we like, we recorded at one uh one in the afternoon one in
2: the afternoon oh yeah there there'd be a good month and a half where i was just unemployed and <laughs> I would think it would be fantastic. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this is great. I could have like a month off. I could work on my music. I could do the podcast, yada yada, and I'd be like craving an edit because I was, I it 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 backfires on you. You get so bored, and you look for anything to fill the time. And and now now of course, course I'm back to where, back where uh, like it all comes back. It all comes back around. Train. Yeah. Yep. Where now I'm like, I wish I had a day off, but I don't. And then. Come December, I'm going to be like, I need June again. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle.
0: Yeah, well, it, you know, I just people, if you didn't know how hard Matt worked on the show and how much that he did, uh, look, um, Matt, you deserve all the credit in the world uh, for helping us get started here. Uh, this was an idea that kind of formed into something much bigger, something much uh, you know, more defined as we went along and uh, and really, you know, we would have, I don't think sitting here less than a year ago we would have, or more than a year ago we've, uh, no, less than a year ago, uh, we would have thought, sh- like, look at how many people are listening to the show, look at people that are commenting on our social media pages and uh, it's just kind of, Awesome that all of this has happened, and and sometimes, you know, you get to say you do stuff, and I, I've done stuff. You know, I've done big things before working for a big television company. I've done big things, but it's one thing to say that you're doing big things, and then it's another thing to say that uh, to say that you're you're doing something big with your best friend since you were in first grade, and that to me was so important and uh, you know, that we did the show together, that we had that natural chemistry that the two of us have had for what, like 25 years, whatever it's been. So, you know, all I got to say from, from this point forward is uh, let's just make it one more good one. And, and then uh, the next time, the next time we get you on the show, we'll, we'll pick up where we left off.
2: Yeah, definitely. And that, you know, it it, it is a lot of work and we both, you know, we both would spend a lot of time with with prepping yep. and putting it together, and social media, whatever. But yeah, you know, right. by you uh, know by
0: listening, that this is not a show that you can wake up and do, not at all.
2: Right, right. There's a lot that goes into it, and and yeah, most of it's fun. We get to listen to live shows all the time, but you know, it's the the, the edit process is long, the the recording process is long, the research process is long, but it, yeah, it makes it all worth it when you have. You know a lot in common with somebody, and you've known someone for so long, and then you get to meet all these other people that have this love of music, uh, and you could communicate with people all over the country, all all over the world. You know, we have, you know, we got Aurelian. Got to give him a shout out. Absolutely. You know, uh, if you told me that we we'd you know become very good friends with somebody over there, uh, over in, in who's
0: in, making us stickers and handing them out at, at Eddie Vedder exa- exa- solo exactly. shows, like that's incredible.
2: St- stuff like that makes all the hard work uh worth it. So yeah, I I yeah, it's it's great. And again, it's not it's definitely not goodbye, for sure.
0: Yeah. No, no, uh, no way. I would not let you off the hook that easily.
2: Oh no, no. I I don't you know me. I even taking a step back is like it was for the last like week was very weird. For me, because it was like, you know, it's like when you cut an arm off, like you kind of still feel it. Yeah. Um, I have both my arms. I don't know if that's true, but I've heard that. I don't so, think
0: you'd be making much money playing bass on a wedding band if you if you only had one arm. And if you did... Great, great point. Kind yes. of be incredible. I think yeah. they should do more news stories on you.
2: I would probably have some kind of TLC show or something. <laughs> yeah. if, if that was the case. Exactly. But <laughs> But, um, uh yeah, I know. I definitely missed it, so uh, I, I can't just step away. That's not my nature. I'm not a quitter.
0: Plus, we're, uh, so we're I'm, 41 I, I, I'm episodes gonna... in. We haven't even covered the one song that you've been begging <laughs> to cover this whole entire time.
2: Oh, maybe it's uh, maybe it's like a a bad relationship. I just I just need to take a break from from <laughs> the you know from. It's just it's it's so close to my grasp, but maybe I just need to let it go. And if it's meant to be, it'll it'll come back.
0: Uh, all right. Why don't we get into the episode now? I think we've, you know, uh,
2: Randy, Randy, we were at this show.
0: <laughs> you damn right. We were. Um, <laughs> I don't know how much you remember, but I remember a whole hell of a lot from this one. Um, I don't oh, think
2: I, I, I remember. It, I remember this whole the entire thing. Yeah, I, the whole thing
0: visually. I, you know, I went back and I, I watched. I didn't just listen to the bootleg. I, I watched it on YouTube. Um, yeah, um, so did I. I which was that. weird
2: because it was it was the opposite side that we sat on. Yeah, so almost it, in it, the it, same
0: it, position it, too.
2: Like exactly the same. So it was that was that was kind of um, weird because I have such good memories from watching the show Being on and then side. seeing it. Oh, seeing it on Mike's side was like, wait a minute. Maybe I wasn't. This This looks really weird. The the memory you have, it's almost like you watch it on YouTube, but it's it's almost like your memory that you know is right is wrong because you're seeing it from a different angle. But all the songs, we've been listening to the bootleg for so many years. We were just talking about that. All of a sudden, all your memories are wrong.
0: It's a director's cut of your memory. (laughs) That's right, yeah.
2: You get to know these live versions of these songs from from this show specifically. That you hear it with a with a total opposite view, and it's it's it was strange, man. It definitely threw me for a loop.
0: Yeah, this was. I mean, you know, if you're on our social media pages, if you're not, follow us at Live on Four Legs Podcast on Instagram and and the Facebook over there. Uh, but I mean, we had the anniversary of it this past uh, Tuesday, and. I didn't shut up. I, I, you know, posted my ticket stub. I posted my poster, and I was just like, if I can relive this, and you know, if I can do this again, I would do it the same way in a heartbeat. Um, I mean, you know, everybody has gotten the gist that listens. And th- this is my first ever show, uh, and we've been really building to this moment, probably probably from the day that we started doing the Boston episodes, so uh you know uh, um I guess I should go over kind of like expectations that I had for the show since it being my first show uh got really you got everything to you got everything going for you it's not like you know you can I I think I just wanted the full Pearl Jam experience I wanted the good stuff the hits uh but I wanted like I wanted a lot of the rare. I wanted something rare. I wanted to come out of this saying that I got something that maybe the last guy that that just went to a a show from the night before didn't get. That's a little rarer than that guy. I kind of wanted something to hang my hat on for night uh, for the first night.
2: And that guy that you're talking about was sitting right next to you.
0: Well, that wasn't your first time, though. I'm saying for like (laughs) somebody that made a debut. You know? I, oh, I, th- I
2: thought you meant uh, who had gone the night before. I thought you were just comparing. No, who had like, made a uh, debut
0: for the night before and didn't go to got, I Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, 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 Which I think this show is infinitely better than night one. Um, oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. And it, 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 I, I kept the whole time. I kept trying to leave bias out of it. But the way that, you know, the set list problems that we had w- in the night one episode are miraculously fixed. It's it's like they looked back and said, you know what? Some of this stuff really didn't work. So tomorrow when we do this, we're going to do this, this, and this, and and that's going to work. And Definitely. By golly, it freaking did. Uh, uh, you know, I think I had like three must-have songs. Uh, I've I know I've mentioned this on the show before. Rearview Mirror was one that I was just it was my absolute number one song at the time. Uh. Uh, I had to have it, uh, given the fly had to have it and black. Those were the three that were like, you know, come on, let's, let's, let's get them in the first shot. Uh, and two out of the three is really good. Um, but I'm just sort of, I wanted to go through the mindset in my mind, uh, at the time because I wasn't asking for shit like all night. I wasn't expecting shit like rats or garden, uh, stuff that doesn't get played a whole hell of a lot um, you know it, I, and all of it came as the most pleasant surprise that I could have asked for it really for a first show there's not I, and I know we talked that show uh, that Tampa show that you mentioned before with Eddie that was a really really good first show set list because you got everything from all platforms you got you have great covers you have the hits you have rare stuff that you're not gonna get at every other at every show um and I feel like this is really close to that and if we were making a set list from scratch that was like the debut your debut show, it would be pretty close to one of these two shows,
2: yeah, I could agree to that
0: so um yeah this uh This is, I was, I was going through a lot of different emotions when, when listening back to this, I, I, you know, for a while, uh, before I, uh, I went and decided that, uh, I needed to do a podcast about live Pearl Jam shows. I, I had one or two bootlegs from the couple of shows that I had been to, and this was one, I listened to this over and over and over again. Uh, you know, I this is when, they weren't offering just digital downloads. They were offering the CD hardcover download. So, uh, not download CD download. Uh, but I, you know, I bought the CD. I had it in my car for ages and that's how I listened to it. And I must, you know, you said you listened to this a thousand times. I must've listened to it a thousand times too. Uh, and just, just going back on it, it just, the emotions kind of went through my head. I'm trying to, go back and think of how I was thinking and feeling and and uh, whether or not, and, and it it wasn't, I knew at that point, I knew that I was going to be a Pearl Jam lifer at that point. There was no other way around it. Uh, I, I had this connection with the band that I couldn't really explain, but it was something in their music just made me just you know it made me feel empowered it made me feel enraged it made me feel excited and i knew that it wasn't they didn't have to show me they didn't really have to do anything you know except play and i was in i just i just was expecting that moment of the start to my you know real fandom to start that night and i was i was just i wanted to see how it all went down and um when they started the show, you have that really eerie, the Metamorphosis 2 uh, opener, which, you know, sometimes we don't talk about the the songs they play over the PA before the band comes on. And it's kind of important when you think about it because it's, you know, it's the the house lights go down and, you know, you see a couple lights on stage and it's really what gets you excited before the first chord actually hits and metamorphosis too is just so eerie and then when it gets into that like that part where the band comes on at that like you know hard piano part i'm it, it just gets you really freaking pumped and excited um i kind of remember all that and i just remember that like that point just my blood boiling to a point where i was just like i'm about to witness one of the best moments in my life uh you know i i am not married yet and i'll be married in less than three months so uh ask me then and i might change my mind but um yeah up until this point i you know i didn't win a lot of uh i wasn't on a lot of sports teams growing up that won a lot of things and uh you know there wasn't too much that I had achieved but but this this felt really, really special once they went into the first riff of release. And- just just thinking about this is um puts me at a little bit of a loss for words because you, you just kind of you don't get this moment back watching it on the video on YouTube doesn't get you the moment back uh, you only live one moment and I think i remember in that moment saying remember every single little bit about this because you're never going to get this back no matter how many shows you go to and at the time if i would have told myself in in 11 years you'd been to 20 shows i'd be like that's pretty good all right that's not too bad but you know i i had a life to to fulfill but uh, I knew at that point that that this was uh this was the start of this unbelievable journey and and not only that but this release like sucked you into a trance. I don't know if you remember, but the way that the lights were going and the lights were kind of in a wave and it made the and it wasn't GA, it just the the seats down at the floor. Um it made it look like everybody was swaying in a wave and Once Eddie got into the lyrics and once, you know, he really dug into uh, the high parts parts of the song, um, everybody was, he had the crowd in his hands eating it up that night. I had never seen anybody else do that ever at a concert. I had seen what felt like everybody at the time. I had never, on the first song, a song like Release that is, um, you know, so powerful lyrically and and raises so many different emotions. That's what makes them special, is that they can do this, and they can lift you in such a way that you would have no idea where to go from there, especially the first time, because I think... If I had my guess at the time and thinking back, I probably thought they were going to open with Life Wasted because that's just what bands did. They opened with the first song off their last album or their most energetic new song. And getting release absolutely blew my mind and, and changed the game for me. What I thought was going to be a lifelong relationship with this band was like the happiest of band to fan marriages that i could have expected uh no better than that
2: yeah i i just i i think saying that no other band could do that with a lead-off song like like pearl jam does i think that is incredibly subjective because you know me i do not at all have the kind of feeling you do about release as an I know opener. you don't. Yeah, I know you um, don't. Um so yeah, I mean if if this is what you're if this is what you're looking for as an opener and they do it and it's your first time, 100% it's going to be it's going to be insane. But um you know I I think I think what you want as someone that loves music, I think you want that to grab you no matter who you're seeing. Um for an example, I saw, um, I don't know if you know the band Fleet Foxes, but their drummer, his name is uh, Josh Tillman. He goes by Father John Misty. Uh, he, he does his solo stuff. He's just, uh, probably the best singer songwriter out there today, in my opinion. Just, he's, he's absolute top notch. I saw him in Brooklyn last week and he, uh, he's been switching around some songs, but it's, it's a pretty standard set, uh he opened up with a song that i pretty much knew he was going to open up with but hearing him sing this song even though i knew it was pretty typical hearing it hearing him sing it live was like it's like an angel comes down and and just just like gently cradles your penis in its hands and, <laughs> and it, it just you can't move because because he's so he's just <laughs> it gives you that feeling and that's the feeling that you got you know so what my point is is that is that you want that I think you want that to happen no matter where you go you yeah want, my,
0: my penis was definitely cradled at that night
2: oh 100% <laughs> um, I remember I, I saw you
0: uh, yeah <laughs> uh, <but laughs> and so did the person next to me
2: the Oops. whole point of like the whole point of being like a music addict and going to shows, no matter who it is, is that there's got to be that moment where it's like, wow, this is why I love music. This is why yeah. I go to these shows. And and uh, you know, it's fantastic when it, it it creates like a lifelong bond between you and especially one specific band. So that that's a great thing, especially when it's your first show. And I'm I'm not really a huge release fan, but I mean, when you have this kind of connection with it, then. Uh, A plus winner for sure, but uh, that aside, performance was was uh, spectacular.
0: I, I, I mean, totally biased, but you know, modern day, uh, you know, two thousand era release. I've heard, I don't know, few dozen versions of it. Um, yep. I, I obviously have much more emotional connection, but the way that they play it, the way that he sings it, he hits everything perfectly. Um, there's no hesitation anywhere. It has this, the hum in the background that I love, uh, that kind of makes it feel like a full arena song, uh, that just makes it feel more special as an opener. Um, I don't think that I can think of a better version from this modern day, uh, era. I, I, I can't, I can't think of one. Um, this was played, I can agree to, that. to me, pretty much yeah. to perfection.
2: One of the only critiques that I have about this whole show, and uh, I want to get it out of the way now because I think it kind of starts in the next song, is that I don't really think it is a, 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 a terrific Eddie show. I think Eddie's pretty, pretty okay for the most part. Uh, it's not the best we've seen him, though, but this lead-off song is uh, 100% on point.
0: I wasn't dissecting the music as much as i was dissecting my my feelings towards it and towards you know listening back to it uh, back on it for all these years um that's more more of what i'm talking about and in, in the show is going to be from my memory and from you know just my sheer joy that i was having my 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 moments uh during the show Let's kind of because as the more and more we get into this, the more conversations are going to build up because we just have so much shit from these shows. Uh, all right, worldwide suicide is number two, and after that, all that emotion from release, it's just like, wow, where the hell do you go from there? Like that could end show, and I'll be fucking thrilled almost. Um, but you're getting worldwide suicide, which was in my rotation heavily at the time because it was one of my favorite off of avocado and it just like it capitalized off of everything that release was doing and it took you from emotionally singing with every lyric uh to every chorus with ed and just kind of jumping up and down and and able to really start rocking out and it was it was a good vibe to get you into the set and and get you uh hooked really early on
2: Uh, yeah and uh, like i said i i don 't think this is uh great vocally, but i mean there 's no build up here. it is release right into worldwide suicide, which release goes pretty wild at the end there and worldwide suicide is is you know a straight rock song on on eddie 's voice, so I could give him the pass for really just i mean jumping right in jumping right into the deep end basically here you know there's there's no there's no speed up they're just they're just zero to 60
0: yeah it really that was the most shocking thing was that like it almost had to be that but how could it be that like how can you make this possible uh you know i'm waiting for your next move and you bust it out and you total like it it it's still unexpectedly good like i i just didn't i don't think i i comprehended that that was possible it, like these things and i we we together had gone to billions of shows at the time and and i don't know I, I i it was just a different dynamic that i had never seen live before you know and it was just exciting to to be along for the ride
2: you know what it is, man. It's an MSG night, too. Yeah, That's what it it's is. an MSG night, too.
0: <laughs> and as we've talked about uh, three times already, uh, two and a half te- technically, since we're only two songs into this one. But um, yeah, MSG night twos are pretty good if you've been following along on our MSG series. Uh, all right. Severed Hand came after Worldwide Suicide, and it was such a high From Worldwide Suicide, I actually remembered this moment where I was just kind of like sort of adjusting myself or whatever. And I I kind of wasn't getting into the claps in the beginning of Severed Hand. And I remember you leaning into my ear. uh, And I guess it was just because the beginning was unfamiliar because it's the live beginning that. uh, And they don't do that on the album. So I was used to kind of that other intro in the album i i remember you leaning into my ear and, and saying this is severed hand and kind of me having that oh okay kind of moment and then getting into the song and uh i don't think this was like near the top of my list at the time i was i was absolutely happy to have it uh i recognized it you know from the wedding band ha 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 uh, uh but zing. yeah uh but i i think I definitely appreciated this more after I listened to this bootleg. A lot of uh, what I got from afterwards is more important because there are songs in this that, you know, I wouldn't have listened to a whole hell of a lot if they weren't on this show. So it's there. And Severed Hand was probably one of them at the time.
2: Uh, Yeah. You know how I feel about these, you know, two avocado songs in a row. Can't go wrong. That's a total hit. Uh, it it sounded great, and what I really liked is is that intro. Uh, I I don't remember which one we had covered, but we were saying during the uh, recording that we thought that intro sounded it sounded weird, not in a bad way, but there was something about it. And I had listened to it a few times after we recorded. I I went back and listened to it, and I realized that no one was playing. They they were they actually used the track for that intro. That was Grand Rapids. And grand rapids and yeah. I'm like wow that's okay that's interesting this one is really special because it is i mean mike plays it in it, like perfect tempo like it's almost sounds like the track but he is 100% playing this live and it sounds it sounds amazing
0: yeah no this was this was great i had absolutely all enjoyment just getting in in this part of the set i think it's uh another you know you're sort of Still coming off of that early stuff, and uh, uh, it needed to be a little light. The first couple, um, it needed to be fun, and really, the killer finish to the song was, was the best. And it had that seamless transition where you get that little pluck boop, 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 into corduroy, and that's where you know, I, I think. We've said this on the show so many times that Corduroy is the moment where you recognize that you're at a Pearl Jam show. I think I had that moment with release, but Corduroy uh, was just a reminder of how incredibly special it was to see this band in a place like Madison Square Garden play this song that is so enormous – in just impact uh when you hear it live that it's got so many parts to to sing to 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 j- jump around and dance to uh that everybody else in the audience was you know basically because I the only show that I I had to to go off of uh seeing was the live at the garden DVD so Um, you know, seeing other people react to Corduroy the same way that I would react to it in my bedroom, uh, you know, just playing it on Vitalogy was just kind of, uh, it was, it was intense. It it was cool. It felt like I was, I was a part of some kind of like nifty cult that didn't kill people or a lot of people, I should say.
2: Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Hold on, I gotta just a cult, that cradle, that, just
0: a cult that cradle penises.
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> um, still can't okay, get I'm over t- that line. Yeah, it's an angel, Randy. It's okay.
0: <laughs> oh, an angel um, can do it, and it won't be sketchy. <laughs>
2: so, uh, yeah, I think this is great placement for corduroy. This is normally where it is, and or or maybe one song later. But my big problem with with it is is sometimes what comes before it doesn't feature it well enough. And I think I think you're right. I think this is a great, fun, poppy, uh, happy-to-be-here type intro to a set. My thought was uh, they do the quick transition right here. It's right into it. But uh, Eddie's vocals aren't great. It's really sloppy. It's really shaky. And uh, it's almost like maybe he needed just a little bit of like a, let Mike take a little bit of a, you know, a, a chug part there, you know, duh, 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 you know kind of thing. Uh, I'm sure he wasn't thinking of this at the time because I'm sure he felt great. He's killing it uh, set-wise at MSG Night 2. But he's a little shaky. He's not my favorite part of the show. So what I was thinking of was uh, the Let's Play 2. It's got a lot of, like, the call and repeat there. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Which, I, that that I don't I don't like that. That gets a little old. But I do like how they start off that... That longer corduroy bridge before the uh, everything is chains parts, yep. and and the everything is chains part in the Let's Play two vocally is it's it's like it's it's like a masterpiece the the way he sings it it is so good I want like this corduroy and that corduroy to have a baby <laughs> and for the like I, that's what I, I there's like a a middle ground there to where you could you could stretch it out have some crowd participation. And then come in really strong vocally.
0: The other small thing about Corduroy here is just like feeling the pulse of the crowd when he says kind of at the ending, uh, you know, the finishing point where they're just about to go wild into the end. uh, Ed is saying, can you feel it out there? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? And like that to me, you know, this is right before Ed's about to really speak for the first time tonight. And it feels like. It feels like he's into this one. It feels like he's really, he's digging the crowd and already there's a really good vibe uh, going on yeah. in that building.
2: There are like three things in the show that I hear in like studio recording versions because I've heard this bootleg so many times. Yeah. And that, that's one of them.
3: Yep. Yep. I, when I
2: listen to the, if I hear those, the recording of this song, I feel like I could hear that part come up. <laughs> 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 that, uh. And uh, and uh, Mike's famous quote that we love to talk about. Oh,
0: we'll get to that. We'll <laughs> oh, yeah. spend a couple minutes on that. Um, <laughs> but before before we get to that, that'll be in a little bit. Uh, Ed says good evening and cheers to another garden party tonight. We've been blessed this last tour, and people haven't been saying. Uh, and and Ed is kind of. It, it's difficult. The words coming out of his mouth are difficult words. They aren't necessarily sentence wise. They are kind of broken up as he thinks, and he's trying to say it right. And it's complicated what he's saying. So I hope that was the way that I broke that sentence. I, that that was kind of how I was. It, my explanation for that was supposed to be. But anyway, that's uh, <laughs> he he's saying.
2: I, I got it. Yeah, I got it. He's saying. I, I saw what you were doing.
0: He, uh, people haven't been going to the shows saying, show us what you got. But it's like them telling us that we're going to show you what we got. And uh, that gets the crowd a little bit of a roar. And he said last night was good, but we're ready to up the stakes. There's so much diversity in New York City. And we have guests to take the stage to exemplify that. I know that uh, we talked about them in the last uh one that we did in the night one episode uh, the same three singers take the stage for the same three songs in this show we'll try to keep those songs a little brief but uh that's again what happens but he also mentions here that they're pushing curfew and at the time i'm like wait a minute a band gets to play past the time they're supposed to what what is it what how does that work Um, it it
2: almost makes every band we ever saw look like sticks in the mud
0: pedestrian yeah yeah (laughs) really pedestrian i went for years almost not seeing anybody else but pearl jam because i i didn't think anybody else would would even come close and now
2: meanwhile at the same time maybe it's just that other bands aren't like yeah i don 't think we want to spend twenty grand extra <laughs> exactly. to play a few more songs, which is also reasonable
0: i can understand I can understand that being an adult who pays for things <laughs> now. I can understand yeah. how other right, people exactly. may not want to pay a lot of money for something so right but when i 'm twenty one and people are like doing things to entertain me uh i, I like you 're telling me we 're going to fucking pay twenty thousand dollars to play an extra 25 minutes, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, that's awesome, that's great, and of course this is going to be my favorite band ever, not just now, but, you know, it it reassured me that this was my favorite band, so, uh, Ed says, they get to play all night, so they'll play the song all night, uh, and it's a repeat from night one, but the one thing I do want to mention is that, corduroy sounded really good where it was. Cause one of the big things that we had mentioned from night one was that we had the reverse that all night was in the number four position and they had to stop before getting the singers on stage and introducing them. And then they said goodbye to the singers after they finished the song and then went into corduroy. And we, we both thought that that really interrupted the set. This is the change that they made from the night prior uh, that really fit and made the set just that much better. It, it just small changes in there. And there's going to be a couple others, you know, within those confines that it just, it made corduroy better. It made all night better.
2: It, it's better. It is better.
0: And if I look, I, 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 if, I, they're gonna do, if they're going to do it, then this is the way you got to do, do it this way. Right. This
2: is the way to do it. Right. Absolutely. I just I don't know man all night and I don't dislike the song I'm just having a real hard time putting it in a place in a set list and I know you almost have to do it early yeah but it just I don't think it belongs it doesn't make any sense if you do it in the encore I you know what no. maybe it does I don't no, know it, it, No, it, it, it I don't know
0: I agree it has to be early Um
2: But I don't know. Maybe I have to hear it later because I don't think it works here either. I don't don't think they
0: have played it later. They've only played this 25 times.
2: No, that's what I mean. I I think I have to hear it later just to compare because it's – I don't know. It will probably never happen. But
0: But this is kind of – it needs to kind of come off of something uh, special, something uplifting, and and it's kind of – it's not a song that's going to get you – singing all the high parts and really, you know, up at your highest amount of energy. And mm-hmm. I think I only knew from looking at the set list the night before, or either talking to you or Steve, that they had done this and they had done this with the singers and maybe expect this. And I think that was my expectation to expect this and who you are that day when I was in the car, either on the way to the train station or on the way to, I think I was doing summer classes at the time for college. Uh, I put on lost dogs and cause just to brush up and just be like, okay, just in case they play something from lost dogs tonight, I'm kind of, uh, in the loop on it because it wasn't something that, uh, I was listening to nonstop. And of course all night is the first track on the first disc. So, uh, it makes it easier to, uh, to remember. And I'm just, you know, they didn't do a lot from that album at the show. So uh, what I did want to bring up too is uh, one of the three singers. I did some in, uh, investigating on the singers, uh, the female singer. I couldn't find any information on cause I kept searching her. I thought he kept saying Bernice and then I listened harder and it said, I think he was saying Lenise and I was saying, you know what? I don't think I can spell Lenise, so I, I won't even search for it. Uh, then the other guy, uh, Sharif, I think his name was. I found a little bit on him, but the other, other guy, Fonzie Thornton is actually a pretty well-known R&B backup singer, did a lot of work for both Luther Vandross and uh, Aretha Franklin. So uh, it's kind of cool, a little nugget to have.
2: And I also thought, even though it, it, they're not like really loud in the mix, I did think it, it was a little bit better this time wh- when they make their appearances.
0: Yeah, I, I you know, I don't think I notice really any changes.
2: Uh, no, it's nothing. It's it's not a big crazy change, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 not worse.
0: No, it's not worse at all. And honestly, if they did more, you'd be kind of groaning. But it's just, it's you know, it's cool that they did do it. That they gave a nod to a couple local musicians. And uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I think going through my head at the time, I'm like, okay, well, I've definitely never seen another band do something like that before. So that's kind of nifty. I'll I'll take it. So yeah. Uh, All right. Ed says, yeah, we're gonna play all night. This ain't no free show, you know. And they get into Crop Duster. Uh, This was the first out of this bunch. To me at that time felt like a filler. And I didn't really know it. Care for it too much. Uh, And it was... I think listening to this boot. This was one of the few skippable tracks that I had. Just because it never stuck with me. Um you know what i what i didn't know that they hadn't played it uh for 109 shows before playing it at this show so i i i had no idea that i was getting something something pretty rare at this point but uh uh i haven't heard crop duster uh since this show so if i got it again i think i'd appreciate it a little more
2: yeah uh, it's i don't think it's total filler i i don't think it it hits the ground running. I think it takes it takes a little bit for this to get up up to speed, but where it gets up to speed is the chorus, and I absolutely love the chorus in this song. So yeah, I I, I it's not it's not a skip for me, and it's not a filler, but I'm listening to it to get to the chorus.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of I I feel a little less about the chorus, and I feel more about the ending of the song. The moon is rolling oh, I, around. That that uh, the, part I uh, love.
2: Yeah, it's but the 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 verses and and the 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 beginning of the song specifically, um, and specifically this version here, uh, it, it's uh, you got to stick it out. I'll put it that way. Yeah. It's, it's it's a little choppy. Uh, it's I, I don't want to say sloppy, but uh, they, they're finding a groove with it. But they hit it. They they get they they get there.
0: I I think if you would have told me at that moment. If you would have said they haven't played this for hundred and nine shows I'd be like, Well, they sounded pretty good. It didn't sound like they they had had trouble with it at all. Right. Or it had been left off, you know, hundred and nine set lists before this date, I, I I wouldn't have noticed at all. So, uh, you know, for that I, I I give them a lot of credit. Um All right. Uh I just wanna, you know, Every song, it feels like, after every song this band talks on this show. And I remember every single one of these little speeches. Because it's not just like, Ed's not rambling. He's kind of making a point. And it doesn't, I don't know how you feel about it. But to me, because I've listened to it so many times, it doesn't feel like it breaks up the set at all. It doesn't feel like it breaks up any of the momentum. Especially here in these... A couple of songs. It it doesn't, you know, none of this really feels like they're talking for a real long time.
2: Uh, You know, there's a bunch of them, but it's, you're right. At least this one was funny. There's, there's less pointless rambling, I think, in this one. And and if it's if it's pointless, it's at least comical, right, and uh, lighthearted. Instead of him, you know, doing the Michael Scott like I sometimes I start a sentence without even knowing what I'm going to say. Yeah, type yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that that's not quite the case here. It's like I said, it's lighthearted, it's fun. It's not taking away from anything really.
0: No, no. And I, I again, I remember every single one of these uh, almost verbatim. Where I can, uh, I cannot look at my notes, and uh, I'm I'm trying to, but you know what? I won't do that because it's. Damn it, we're a professional podcast. Uh, so Ed says, we tried to relearn this one for you tonight, and we'll dedicate it to the woman in front holding a sign that says, it's her 100th show. So good on you. I've been to 102. This is Stone Gossard's 98th show, and he's going to get the right guitar on. And uh, and he goes on by saying, it's a long time since we've played this, and it's always been one of my favorites, and uh, it's one that Stone wrote. And it's Garden. And... I I think this was the moment that I realized because Eddie said we haven't played this in a while and then when they go into it and it's garden, I'm like, wait a minute, you're telling me that they don't play ten songs all the time? I figured that we would get at least five or six every single night and you know, in and out they would rotate like, you know, Garden and Deep would be probably two of the lesser of the bunch, uh, but they had, it had been 52 shows since they played garden. And I, uh, it felt like a really big deal. It felt like what I was saying before that I wanted to get something that the, the guy who went the night before and had his debut show the night before didn't get. And this, this was it.
2: I love the placement.
0: The placement's great.
2: And you know that I prefer garden live than I do. Uh, recorded recorded I I I don't know man it never stuck at all but yeah this is this is awesome I have no notes for it
0: yeah I I didn't have much for it too I think like when you listen back to it on with a different ear you hear things and uh, I did notice that the final uh, little bit of it. I think Mike had some trouble at the end there. Uh, that little wah, 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 uh He was a little off with the rest of the band. I, th- uh, th-
2: there was a few little parts, yeah. But yeah. I thought the en- I thought the ending was, was pretty strong altogether.
0: I mean, for 52 shows, this is not an easy... It doesn't feel like an easy song to play. There's a lot of pieces that go into playing this song. Uh, for 52 shows, not playing it. And... Playing it the way they did. I thought I even then I wouldn't have noticed anything coming out of Mike uh uh that sounded up or sounded different. So, you know, but that's the untrained ear. Uh right. it's a little different now. But um it doesn't take my enjoyment out of it at all. No, not at all. Uh and again, just just really cool that you know, a little feather in the cap you know, seven songs in that I was getting something that maybe not a lot of people were getting at the time. And I have seen garden a couple more times. It's, it's not necessarily a rare, well, it's, it's rare-ish to hear, but not, uh, it didn't get any extra rare points in our fantasy league. So it's not up in that scale, but, um, All right. that gets us into this part. Uh, you can hear Mike start the song while Ed is talking a little bit and even when he starts the song, I don't know if he can hear himself, but uh he's off tune. For sure. He's he's down tune. Or just playing in the wrong spot. You
2: notice that I think did he think maybe uh are we changing the key for it tonight or
0: Mm, uh, but Ed is (laughs) The answer is is no. (laughs) The answer is no. Ed is talking again and he says the last line in the song was written about the government And then he goes off on a little bit of a short ramble about government letting people go to war. And he's actually holding something in his hand at the time, and he's kind of looking back and forth. So I I don't know if that little part about the government was scripted. I think what was scripted there was um, that he mentioned George Carlin, and I think he wanted to write down this george carlin quote that that he recited and he uh george carlin passed away a couple of days before the garden shows and, and he said uh that he gave us a lot to think about and not and you know said not everybody named it gave us the knowledge that not everybody named george is a complete imbecile so uh <laughs> then I, I just wonder if he was just reading The quote from that piece of paper he's holding and he's just like here's one of my favorite George Carlin quotes Uh, I'm in favor of the separation of church and state my idea is that these two institutions screw us up enough on our own that when you put these two together they are certain death and that takes us into this which we've mentioned on the show before many times whenever we fuck something up We'll kind of in passing, kinda of say it. And uh and while we're saying it we're like, oh can't wait to till we actually talk about that moment, huh? And uh here it is. It's uh to tee up a little bit, it's marker in the sand, but they don't get off to the right start. So let's uh let's hear let's hear how they how they start this and the random act of God uh that led them to kind of uh, kind of get the song off the wrong foot and um, then Mike says the classic line.
1: Okay, just checking. It was a simple mistake. It was not an act of God.
3: I fucked that up. I wrote the song, and I fucked it up. So I guess I have the right to do I wrote
0: the song, but I fucked that up. So I guess I have a right to do that. That It's one of the most classic moments from this show that I can remember going back in my mind. Because it wasn't, you know, obviously they can fu- they fuck stuff up at shows before, intros of songs. And, you know, you sort of kind of, you know, you pass them by and you're, and you're just like, okay, well, you know, they got back into it and there's the song. But this is just, first of all, Mike never touches the microphone at a at a live show he, he just doesn't do it unless he's provoked so hearing his uh you know i always think his voice is is filled with helium sometimes he just has that very high squeaky I actually, voice
2: i, I know I, I actually love mike's voice I oh i do too I mean, yeah it's uh, it's kind of endearing he,
0: but he, yeah he just
2: he sounds like i don't know he's got the voice that makes you sound like he, he's just your friend
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But it's just it's it's just funny. Like he just doesn't ever take a microphone live, uh, and I mean almost nobody else in the band does unless they're doing backup vocals. So you know it's it's a it's a rare moment in that aspect. Uh, but the line, my friend, how good is that line, and how much does that stick in your head after all these years?
2: This is the second line I hear when I listen to an album version of a song. I, I feel like I hear Mike say this when I listen to Avocado. Um, frustrating, because it's always the Avocado songs that they're fucking up. And it's always right in the beginning. is when they, <laughs> It's like they can't, can't even start a stupid Avocado song. So what I really love is that um, it's not like he messed up and he fixes it. He is struggling. Yeah,
0: he, going back and forth. It takes him forever. Bum. He
2: does not know this song. It takes him forever to, to to remember it, which is funny, which is funny because I have a feeling, you know, Jeff is probably whispering to him like, dude, it's this, it's this. <laughs> or,
0: you I, know. I think it was on the video that Jeff was kind of right next to him, just sort of giving him uh, yeah. the, the bass note. And exactly.
2: Jeff doesn't stop playing. The bass player can't stop playing. It's certain death, let me tell you. <laughs> but uh oh gosh. The uh the fact that it, it takes him absolutely forever to figure out this song is was great.
0: And you know what? When they get into it, this is a really good version of Marker. Um uh, I couldn't help but just listen to Matt the whole time and and realize that uh sometimes when they when they do songs it feels like There's a purpose for the way that they do them, and the way that these drums are, and the way that the content in this song is presented. um, It feels like a war battle uh, drums, like pump, 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 It has that like very, I guess, military vibe to it, where there's there's not a lot of cymbal, there's not a lot of crash. It's all very heavy tom, and it really. It peaked on this song. I, I, you know, just listening back to it a couple more times, uh, I just noticed it a lot more, and, and that's what really, uh, you know, I, uh, without even recognizing what I loved about the song, uh, it is what I love about the song is just how great Matt sounds.
2: Uh, what I love about the song is uh, the the uh, the contrast in the chorus. Yet it's so. Seamless of a transition. The chorus is beautiful. Yeah, it's so well written, and the 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 lyrics and the vocal melody and and uh, the, well, it's like the, a her- herky
0: jerky kind of verse too.
2: It's a, such a but it's such a, a, a drastic uh, drum change from from that part. Back and forth, back and forth. Right, and it's great. It's 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 avocado baby. It's one of my favorite songs on the album. It's I love the song, and uh, it it just sounds clean and, and clear all the time, every time you hear it, if they could get past the beginning. <laughs> and that's the case with, like, every single avocado song.
0: That's the toughest battle to get through.
2: Is, can we start the song? Yep. If we could start it, we'll play it.
0: But if they wrote the song and fucked it up, then, you know,
2: there, you get okay. this. Yeah. You, get you, this. You, you get it. But it's... I. I I love having it, so that's – can't ask for anything more.
0: I love having it too, and and this is sort of a theme with some of these songs, and you can look back on it 11 years later, almost to the day, and I'm saying to myself, there's already two songs in this set that I haven't seen again, Crop Duster and Marker in the Sand.
2: Hmm. And then there's
0: one song that they almost never play in all night that I've seen like five times. Yeah. Which is kind of insane, but um kind of annoying. <laughs> this is this is why you keep going to shows, folks. This is why you keep going to shows. Uh so Ed then talks a lot. Um I think he just says something to the crowd, he says, You made that one real real good, thank you. And that's all he said. Uh but again a little thing. Uh and that gets into uh ultimate transitional relief pitcher song I'm open. Uh, literally no opinion of it then and semi less of one now it was only the 6th of 13 times that they've ever played it and they played it again at MSG a couple years later when they would re- return at one of those 2010 shows Uh, so 2 out of 13 is a really good ratio but who cares because it's b- barely a song it's just an intro to get to wish list uh,
2: no notes don't care
0: yeah that's I mean they can they can put a solo in it. We might talk about it for another minute, but that's about it.
2: So Probably not.
0: <laughs> yeah, barely. Uh Wishless though. I got some things to say about Wishless. How about you?
2: Um not not much. Not much.
0: I I feel like I never had much of an interest with the song, but this is this is Yield and this is the first yield of the night and it was always my go-to album and I think just hearing it and knowing that they are representing Yield on this night, I was excited regardless of that. Um, and, you know, I, I think wishlist is kind of one of those that he chooses to change the lyrics whenever he so pleases. And, you know, one of the things at the time, and I don't care about this stuff as much anymore, because I'm just not a Homer for hometowns anymore. Uh, Ed just makes your city feels so important in songs. And when he does the, uh, all New Yorkers hands are raised and open towards the skies and the crowd kind of boosts up a little bit. Um, like that at the time, like that was a special thing because it's, it's New York. I had an infatuation with the city. I wanted to, you know, live there and go to Ranger games all the time. And, you know, I, I had some kind of city pride because there's really not much Isla pride to have. It's just kind of <laughs> a long Island town. Uh, but you know, I was 21 and had barely started my life. So uh, really to have pride in, in a location and being a part of New York city had a, but you know, had not been living there. Uh, but also having pride in the music, it was a nice Connection between those two, so I really, uh, I, I like I like that I like that they did that.
2: Uh, I actually I actually somewhat disagree with that, uh, it, and it's I, I have to be honest I I think Eddie Vedder might be someone that might actually do that the least. And you've seen Green Day live, right? Oh God, um, yeah, every song. Like you, you Chicago, said. New or York, Detroit. oh Boston, yeah. There, there are bands that do it way too much, and I've seen that happen a lot. And you know, when when a singer, at least when when Pearl Jam does it, it's it's somewhat tasteful, and it, and it, he makes it fit because he's not a moron, right? Uh, but but you know, so when they're singing a the song, it's like uh, blah, blah 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 blah, blah. Uh, and then a uh, New York City, and they try to put something in, it's like oh that's stupid, you know? So. It works here, but I, I honestly, I don't care. It doesn't it really doesn't do anything for me because he's going to do the same thing the next night in, uh, I know. you know, if, freaking wherever they are. You know, I think
0: uh, it was Hartford the next night. But
2: Hartford, you know, yeah. oh, uh, you know, I wish I lived in Camden. No, you don't. <laughs> so You do not wish you lived in Camden. You are a liar. So, you know, I, I understand. It, it's cool in the moment. You know, you're having some drinks. You're singing along. He says the name of your city. It's it's a great time, but well, you, I don't know. You know the one I, I that was I've the just, worst? I think I've just kind of grown out of, of that. Not, not to sound like totally cynical, but when you see it a million times and you see bands really play it up, it's like, all right.
0: You know you know which one was the worst to me? Fenway which this one? past year. Fenway. Um arms aloft where they changed the chorus to arms aloft in fenway pack
2: yeah I'm just fenway like point, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. every time just yep. just say aberdeen please just say aberdeen just once <laughs> just have to mention that the end of the song here uh you know they kind of do it's not like last week where we just kind of heard that you know sort of just finish up and transition into the next song they're kind of going off into a little bit of a an improv and uh you know we played in the beginning of this, sh- uh, this show, the show to intro the show uh i played the this all seems like a, such a dream our band playing an msg and then after that part he sings i wish i was vice president with obama he's our man uh put an end to future wars because that's what a president is for and um I think at the time i I had been sold on Barack Obama being for our next president because uh, just needed a lot of uh, a lot of things needed to in randy marsh' terms change and um, <laughs> I think I was just happy being part of the large majority that were firmly not just on the side of Obama but were firmly anti Bush as well. next up is state of love and trust and I think I love this a lot more listening to it back on the bootleg because it feels like you're ending list and you're kind of ending on a nice little note. It's kind of, it's peaceful. It's, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's a, it's a pretty song. And then you're jumping right into, and I was just, I think this, this debuted my, uh, my state of love addressed, uh, jumping dance that I do. Um, and I don't know if, are you aware of, of, the jumping dance that I do during the song?
2: I think I've seen it once or twice.
0: There could be a legit workout to be done to the song the way that I dance to it live. I think we... uh,
2: It's, Yeah, you know what? You should do it. Maybe you should do a, um...
0: It'd be like a a three-minute abs kind of deal. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Uh, I think you should do an instructional video for the Facebook page.
0: (laughs) Um... That would be interesting. Uh, yeah, maybe. That's 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 a big maybe on the table there. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to watch myself uh, jump around to State of Love and Trust for, for 3 minutes, but um,
2: Well, of course you don't want to watch yourself, but everybody else wants to watch you.
0: And and just know that the whole premise of it is that during the Hey Nana Nana, I Hey Nana uh, Hey uh, and I can't I can't sing it because I'm I'm so out of fucking breath. <laughs> so uh yeah i i love this version i i think this is perfect energy after uh after wishlist and um this is even like the little thing i remember i remember mike getting into a solo a little late and you don't hear anything at first then you hear like a little delayed nah, 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 nah. <laughs> it's just kind of it always kind of stuck in my mind so really good here yeah. Yeah
2: it's, yeah, it's great. I mean, you know, I'm I'm take it or leave it on this one because we've just heard it so many times and I just got sick and tired of talking about it. But this is a take it one.
0: Yeah. Uh, the crowd going back and forth with the oh, hey oh, That's another just you're out a fucking Pearl Jam show moment. Yeah. All right. So now let's go into even flow. Uh ed gets into it he says shit's starting to happen now people and this is really this is the time it's perfect you built to it with all the songs that you did beforehand state of love and trust it's got the crowd back into the energy and the singing and the dancing and you've really built to even flow being at this moment uh as opposed to night one which we talked about that took a lot of really strange turns uh unemployable somewhere faithful somewhere uh it just didn't quite meet where you want even flow to build to um it was just you know all this stuff and then okay here's even flow and you kind of it didn't make the mark as as well as it should have it did not flow evenly no, it did not. Uh and I think we said at that point if we moved even flow to about seventh seventh or eighth in the lineup that it would have worked. But here we have it twelve and it still works. You can find the spot. It doesn't it's not number. It's it's uh based off a song and what song it comes after and what energy that you're bringing into it. And I, I absolutely love state of love and trust going into Evenflow here.
2: I mean it's it's just uh yeah it it's it flows evenly <laughs> uh it's it's crazy i mean it's a it's a it's a high it's it's a rush you know it's it's a it's you you don't get a break and as someone that's there for the first time it's probably pretty overwhelming as i could imagine yeah i think and- it, i think it could be overwhelming for a seasoned veteran
0: yeah, I I think this version I think this version is is well above your average even flow. I think this is up there, you know, um in the good, the great ones, uh this version. And it's funny cuz uh do you remember when we did the Brooklyn episode and we talked a lot about Matt solo and I, I said that was kind of that was what I used what the the part that we used for the intro uh theme song to 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 our show. Um, And I remember that happening live and I think that was the incredible solo that I had been hearing throughout all these years. And then when I listened to this, I'm like, wait a minute, that Brooklyn one paled in comparison to this one. Just ab- like this one was unbelievable. Unbelievably good. furling a brow he isn't like breaking a sweat it's all he is a machine he's machine operated now i don't freaking understand how that works he doesn't miss a freaking beat and I, it's it's like he's a freaking robot almost that he he knows exactly there's you don't see it on his face it, it, on his face it just looks like he's working And, you know, some drummers like Keith Moon, you, you know, like he's putting so much emphasis into, into every move, every beat. We talk about it with Jack all the time, that Jack is very physical, uh, in his moves that he hits really hard and Matt just looks like he's just a, a robot prepared for a task. And this task is an unbelievably difficult task. So whatever, uh, engineering that this that you've programmed in this robot you have a very very uh incredibly intelligent engineering team to put together this amazing uh drum machine in cameron
2: but the best part is the the engineering team that built cameron also put in a human heart because he's not always perfect he's not always perfect and that's what that's what's so great about him is that he makes everything look so flawless yet he's not flawless. And, and it's, that's what makes him such a good drummer.
0: Definitely good. Even flow to get for your first time, not going to get too much better than that nowadays. Uh, and it says, he, he's not crazy. He's my brother. That's Mike McCready. And then shouts out Cameron on the drums and introduces our friends, the singers back on stage. And, he also he says here this is I'm glad he said this because sometimes it's just like I get it Matt Matt and Mike deserve everything but sometimes you, you and he says it my, uh, the microphone is a dangerous thing and sometimes he forgets to mention the two people most responsible for us being in this room more than anybody Jeff Ament and Stone Gossard. and don't you dare forget Jeff and Stone because yes they are the most responsible for you being there.
2: Uh, that's putting it lightly i think (laughs) Uh,
0: yeah so um and and it does feel like he gives McCready a lot of credit he gives cameron a lot of credit and sometimes jeff and stone are just like all right so we're here cool it's fine we give credit to them too but you know you want to you want to give us some you know uh praise some uh some sign of worth uh you know, it, it's it was just nice to hear their names in something that just wasn't just running through the lineup at the end of the show. So that's yeah. good. I said singers are back on stage, uh, and that brings us to Who You Are, uh, which is no change from the the night before the show that we covered a couple of weeks ago. Uh, aside from this being another good utilization of it, uh, instead of wherever it was at the prior show, uh, I think it was before even flow at that show. If I'm not mistaken, does that sound right? Like one uh-huh. or two before it.
2: Well, because even flow was so freaking weird in that first show. Right. It was uh, definitely
0: before even flow, but I don't know. If it was a right uh, who
2: you are whipping half full even flow. Oh, okay. So and yeah, that was, that's... that was, that was uh 11, 12, 13, 14.
0: Yeah. That's, that, that's a little weird. Um, Not really into all that. Uh, I'm not into it either. But, um, yeah, again, I I mentioned before, I knew that they played it the first night. So I think I listened to it once or twice that day to kind of familiarize myself. But it was it was a, you know, I'm not like the biggest fan of the song. I know you like it a little more than I do, Uh, but I just I just like seeing it pop up. You know, I
2: think I think when they nail it, it, it could be really incredible.
0: I think I, I think this is a good version of it.
2: Yeah, so do this, I. This
0: is a very good version. I just it it just doesn't rev me up as much as uh, I don't know. It's not it's not a rev up song. I, th- I think it was good from the oh. moment because I think you needed to. I think you needed to kind of calm down a little bit and relax after even flow. So it's good utilization.
2: Yeah, I, I again. I'll never complain if it pops up uh, and if it and if it's good, I, I think it's I think it's good. And, and it's it's I don't know if it, it feels like a song that if it gets big enough and it fills up a place like Madison Square Garden, it could definitely leave uh, a lasting memory on you because it, it can be very, you know, operatic and it could be uh, uh it, it can be a, a crowd participation if they're into it and. It could fill I think it could fill the room, but yeah, it could also be a little bit of a of a break for you at the same time while still really kind of filling you up, you know. Right. It, it, it it it's I don't know, I, I think it's I think it has a, a lot of different uh purpose purposes, per per It's multi pur purposes purposited. Purposeful uh, <laughs> It is a purposeful song. <laughs> I suppose. Uh, I suppose.
0: Yeah. So after who you are, Ed says, New Yorkers couldn't do it without you. Uh, But tells a story that says that that there was a fire in Seattle a long time ago. So they built a city on top of another city. So under the city, there were rats as big as this guitar body running around and then makes a few mentions to rats and says i was at shea stadium a few days ago you definitely got rats over there and uh says yes they had tons of rats down at shea stadium uh that was <laughs> yeah we do have it a lot nicer now city shea, shea was our dump but city is a, a really fun beautiful place to watch a, a baseball game so yeah so he says you know rats in shea stadium rats in dc and uh and that gets us to one of the signature songs that they should be playing every time they're in New York. And essentially, the last couple of years, they have played every time in New York. And uh, it's Rats. And because it's such a New York song, and uh, I mean, I don't think Pizza Rat was a thing at the time, but it is now. So you yeah. can kind of relate it to to this and all that. So we're going to play Rats uh because why not? Because the uh, this song is dedicated to the memory of Shea Stadium. How about that? And the team that they're honoring this weekend—the <laughs> '69 Mets that won a championship there. So there you yeah, go. Let's, all
2: let, tied. Let, let, let's all honor the memory of of a baseball team.
0: Yeah, that that that, that, that once currently was currently sucks ass. <laughs> don't get don't get us started. Uh, but yeah, all
3: right, here's
1: that. Don't fight, don't oppress an equals giving a rise. Stop the ball so they can
0: to the whole conversation here of thinking that you know new york city is home and it you know they're playing a song because we're in new york city and you know they aren't going to play rats in michigan because of they have rats in michigan you know uh so it feels like it feels special it feels yours uh, you know
2: i guess if that's if that's what has to be ours i I guess I have to take it, but you're right no one no one hears about rats in uh you know, kalamazoo <laughs> you, know, you, you, you talk about you talk about the rats in new york city
0: uh, those are the rats, like I said, there ain't no pizza rats anywhere else i I feel like on this one, this was one I wanted to specifically bring up uh that he's crushing these high notes. Um, and you said before that you didn't you thought it was an okay eddie show uh but compared to how rats is performed nowadays he 's not even trying at that uh something big comes again yeah. and he he hits it here and he really only hits it in the second uh second chorus but i I think this is better than most modern day versions that that he he does
2: yeah i noticed that it's it's not spectacular but uh, he fucking goes for it at least you know it's I give him credit there
0: yeah it doesn't feel like he really does that he tries that hard on it anymore I think it's just kind of if they're gonna play it he's gonna he's gonna get through it the way that you know uh, the way
2: way he can basically
0: yeah the way he can and I, I, I get that like he's not 25 27 however old he was when versus came out uh he's not that age anymore so we can't have those expectations we can just enjoy the songs for hearing the songs but when he does get to that level that he that we know that he can or has at one point gotten to uh it is exciting and it is a, a cool little moment so yeah um more talking here it's a lot of talking uh says this is a dedication uh, they were trying to get us to participate when they had this gentleman's number retired uh, this winter and said that it's a high honor because not a lot of numbers are retired. Uh, back then, there were five Ranger numbers, uh, including this one that we're talking about right now. Well, kind of, we'll get to that in a second. Now there, there have been five more that have been retired. He says the next one is for number 11, Brian Leach. And you just hear the crowd at first they they're kind of excited, then they're not like, "Oh, oh no, oh oh no, you no, no, that's wrong that that is very wrong, very very wrong um egregious sports error, especially <laughs> at the time I was pretty pretty peeved uh being the ranger fan that i am and and uh and getting to see that moment uh you know." not live, but on TV and, and obviously watching the Brian Leach my entire life. Uh, that was number two, not number 11, 11 is Messier, but we'll get to that point. So yeah, there's uh there's some booing in the crowd. And it's probably from more Ranger fans than it is, uh, from flyer fans or devil fans or, or Islander fans. I think, you know, they know you fucked up, you fucked up on our team and our city. How dare you?
2: I'm not a hockey fan, so I, it doesn't none of it really matter to me at all.
0: I know, yeah. I know, I, I know this whole, that whole thing. I, I remember just looking at you, and I was having the time in my life. You know, this is the part later in the show that uh, is really exciting. But uh, I remember looking at you; you were just kind of rolling your eyes, like oh, fuck hockey." I hate hockey, and it's like I kind of I almost forgot where I was. <laughs> it's, it's literally the one thing that that I love and you hate that we can't bond on.
2: Is hockey? Yeah, hockey. I can too.
0: Yeah, like everything else, we both share a common interest in. But you just absolutely cannot stand hockey. It's the one thing. Uh, yeah. But uh, that got us into giving a fly. And uh, I said in the beginning, it was one of the three that I really wanted, and I got it. Um, and I think I enjoyed it at the time. But it, listening to it back on the bootleg, I think I realized that. Compare, compare it to. Uh, The album track and I'm just not as impressed, even though this is uh, I've I've grown to appreciate live versions of it. And this is how I like them playing it live Um, because I've sort of I've sort of changed my taste, so to speak, because there are versions that are egregiously fast. And I, I didn't feel I didn't feel like that with this.
2: I thought this one was paced wonderfully. Yeah, and I got to be honest, you know, getting up to it, listening back to the bootleg. I haven't listened to this bootleg in a couple of years, but maybe, yeah, uh, I skip around on it. But I wasn't excited to get to given the fly. I was. I don't know. It's been a little while since I listened to a bootleg for for one of these. Since I've been I've been off for a couple of weeks and. I knew given to fly was coming up. I'm like, eh, eh. but this one was it, the the pacing was great, uh, the crowd seemed great, and yeah, I mean, it, it, was it exciting? No, it's not really that exciting. But it it sounds it sounds
0: good. It's a little misplaced end end yeah. of the set. They got two more songs after it. And well, you know song- what though,
2: I I don't mind them kind of bringing it back. From rats, because rats is kind of there for fun, right. and given to fly, I think is more of like a a big, you know, a, a fan favorite for like the especially for like general audiences. So sure. I think I think it is a good spot, but is it is it the right song? Like the, you know what I mean? Like is it the it, right? Doesn't have the right surroundings. Is is it the right feel type yeah. of song to put there? It, it, the the idea of it Is correct but is it the right Yeah is it the right Is it the right one I guess is, It's tough to describe but yeah. I think you know what I'm trying to say though. Yeah
0: no I, I get what you're saying um, Yeah it, it I, You know even though I I liked it Then And even though I wanted it beforehand It wasn't one of the You know ask me the next day What my favorite parts were What song they played I I think it might be maybe like the tenth song I would mention. I'd be like, oh, and you know what? Given, yeah, they play given a fly, yeah, but every, yeah, yeah. There were so there was so much else in this that I would say before that. So, um, <laughs> absolutely, yeah, and that uh, that gets us into a really powerful end of first set here. Uh, Evolution, baby. Uh, of course, you kind of know it's coming at some point. And you're always happy to hear it, and this is this is a good spot because to get you to the end, I think it, it did this and flowed wonderfully. Um, you know, I, I think being a basic Pearl jam fan at that point, uh, I was, I was just, I was very happy to have evolution because, uh, you know, I, I hadn't heard it 17 times, so it felt new. It felt fresh. And, uh, you know, excited and you know, all the lyrics and it was really this do the evolution was one of the songs that really did me in, you know, buying the yield album was based off of watching MTV's total request live and seeing all the boy bands up against uh, the do the evolution music video that I was just like, wow, this is cool animation. This is a cool ass song. And I love everything about this so I'm going to I'm going to go and buy this album because I also know the first couple of uh of songs that they put out from the earlier albums and uh yeah this is evolution has a real is a strong spot in my heart because of uh uh you know the way I got into the band
2: Yeah it, it, it was not was is still very nice to hear pop up. Uh, I think it's one of the songs you could hear a million times. And uh, Stone starts off the song, and it's still it still will. I don't want to say catch you off guard, but it does get you excited. You 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 scream and you and you you jump around, and you know it's going to be great. Even if it's not great, it's still great because it's through the evolution. So,
0: but sometimes it doesn't blow you away. I, I think I know I, you the, the tone. I, was was going there? Is that where? Am I right about that? No, I, I I
2: even if it's not a great version, I think if I'm seeing it live, I'm I'm it won't matter. It's I think it's one of those if I if I get it, I'm happy no matter what.
0: Yeah, I, I'm pretty much I'm pretty much there because you, you kind of expect it anyway, and then you're just sort of uh, but you're not. It, it's sort of just determined on where they're going to do it and how it fits in with everything else. Instead of that, they are going to do it and you're, you're waiting for it kind of deal. Right. It's, it's yeah. You know, they, they move this around way more than they do porch or something of that nature. So, all right. Uh, I have a feeling this is one of the ones that you were really looking forward to this whole show. Cause
2: I, oh, I, I, I remember, I remember when it came up, you and I just, just spun our heads at each other. Cause I think we both knew the set was coming to an end, and to end a set this way, I think, blew us both away. Yep. And, uh, and not only that, but this is <laughs> what Eddie says right before they start is the third <sighs> thing that I always remember. When this stage starts
0: rocking, can you feel it too?
2: Yeah, because it's kind of like a, it's a it's a callback, you know, and yep, and uh, it's right around the you know, it's right after the song that got them the the stage rocking and. And uh, it's a great way to go into a song That would probably also rock the stage
0: We we, we say a billion times that this song Has to come out of nowhere So a- and, uh, uh, yeah, I'm glad that yeah. we haven't said the name of it Because yep. I really just right here I'm just going to slip it in And it's just going to go BAM <laughs> I mean this I, I think we had the shocked face because anytime the song they do it, it feels like it is coming out of nowhere and, and you want that. You don't want them to say too much beforehand. You don't want them to sort of uh you know, show their hand on it. And right, right. when they go right into it, banana, banana it like I I think I remember just both again, both of us stared at each other. We were like, oh my God. And
2: yeah, maybe, maybe you have that kind of lackluster crowd reaction right before they get into the main rift there because it was out of left field.
0: I and I think everybody's so just like amazed. Uh and maybe they're just kind of like rocking their heads and, and things like that. I don't know I don't think I noticed anything different about the crowd i don't I don't think i was paying attention to that for this one but
2: i always noticed that it just the that beginning the the right into the into the into the main part there it's like there's that quick pause but you really don't hear anything and maybe it's just because everyone's
0: i think everybody's developing. got the shock face on yeah and so. then it takes a second to react yeah i i think i think that might be it um and, and to be honest, right, oh, keep going. No, I was going to say to be honest with you, I don't know of any other time. I'm sure that it'll come up. I'm it, we. It might have come up in forty one of the forty shows that we've done. It might come up uh, in another show that we do later this year. But I don't remember a time seeing go close a first set at all
2: yeah and, it's it's really it's really awesome
0: and I think it's I, such a good spot I think at the time I thought that we were getting something rare, even though I, this was the only time in two thousand eight they played go, but I thought at the time that go was gonna be was something special that it was uh you know we weren't gonna hear it in the next couple of nights i it I feel like it's more common now than I thought it was, but um I think we both after the show, this was one of the talking points we were just like, I I can't believe they played Go. And maybe it's Whoa. just that factor of just out of nowhere, it makes you feel like you have to say that about it.
2: Yeah, because you, uh, you know you have a really good chance of not getting it. It's
0: not a guarantee. So And there's not a lot of different spots for it. Right. Early set. Um, maybe in an encore if you're lucky. I will say
2: unfortunately though, this is this is not one of my favorite performances of the song.
0: Yeah, you it's, know what? Uh... You're right cuz looking looking back, uh you know, although we had that moment and there that it was kind of an eye opener it was kind of shocking when I first heard the chords, uh that open it those opening chords weren't as strong as I'd, I'd like them to be And
2: yeah, the whole the whole song was up. a little run-of-the-mill right uh, we've heard we've heard like You know knock you off your chair uh, Smack you in the face versions of the song and and this I mean there's nothing really wrong with it Eddie Eddie uh, comes in a little late on that second verse there uh, He's jumping around a little yeah. bit. It looks like he it looks like he had moved his microphone to his mouth just a little too late and he he just missed his cue. Yep. But um besides that, it's 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 not bad. The solo's great, drums are great, the bass is great.
0: I think it's just I, placement it, makes it seem so much better than it is.
2: Oh, the placement is is a standout of of the set of the whole night, especially it being my like favorite live song and one of my favorite songs. It's just awesome. But yeah, you know, I guess you do this for long enough and you realize that, okay, maybe maybe that wasn't such a fantastic version of it but yeah there are there are things about it that make it really really special and cool and the placement is 100 percent that reason
0: yeah and and i didn't listen to this for a second thinking that my memory was sort of uh i guess diminished uh, or like not what i thought it was because this version wasn't as good i i just because i I remember talking about it on the train, like, can you believe that they closed the set with go? And I think, you know, I, I counted on you to sort of, uh, you know, be my insider at the time and be like, do they do something like this? And you were like, I, not that I know of. No, almost never. And because you would say that to me, I would, I would think, holy shit, I, I saw something. My first show, I saw something that you might not get in 25 to 30 to 50. You know, there could be somebody listening right now. That's never heard that go close the first set or any set. And they could have gone to 70 shows.
2: Yeah. So, and everyone needs to see go close the set because it is uh, like, like it's wild. Yeah. (laughs) It's wild.
0: It's, it's a good, absolutely a good moment. Um, but you know what? This is also while something is ending here, it's also just getting started. Um, We're in the encore now, um, and it starts out with Inside Job, and, you know, at the time I didn't have a lot of attachment to the song, it's kind of like the, you know, the last cut off of Avocado, and things are much different now, I have very, a massive, uh, attachment to the song. This is, you know, the last year or so, this has been probably in my top ten uh either played or, you know, been circulating in my head songs. Um but this was one that I just I, it's it's also I've never seen this again. This is the first and last time I've heard it. So um I don't think I took this in very well. I don't think like I really remember watching this song, but Listening to it back on the bootleg, is this version not the most flawless version they can possibly play of this song? This was perfect.
2: It it's 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 fantastic and I I I think you're going to agree with me on this one. This This is how you open up an encore because this is such a good example of of the feel and tone that you want to basically start like part two of the show.
0: I totally agree. It's,
2: It's this is the perfect example of it.
0: It's almost the second opener in a way. Exactly. And although they don't really do a campfire cool down here, um, it's, it's cooling down, but it's, it's sort of giving you in the same emotion that release started the show. You're starting another show with the same type of emotion. And, um, it's just really uplifting, and I I don't know why I can't really remember when they did this. I don't know if I was uh, going to the bathroom in between songs and kind of came into this a little late. I can't remember that, but um, if this were now, this would be absolutely a standout highlight moment of the show, and and I'm I'm disappointed in myself for not for not really taking that in, and and it, it you know. Sort of regrets, but it's also that you kind of become a different fan as as you go on and and you learn more and you listen more. So I'm just a different fan, way different fan now than I was back then. So
2: I guess it's I guess it's tough to to you know you 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 might think about it afterwards. You're so in the moment, and instead of saying to yourself, "Okay, let me go through my stats right now," you you don't really want to do that. You want to. You want to just enjoy it, enjoy what you're doing, and what you're seeing in the moment, and then, and then maybe you might be a little disappointed as time goes on because you're like, oh, I didn't really understand like the stat for what I was seeing, but you know, who right. wants to who wants to be a, a, a you know,
3: this who is wants a to math, do that? yeah, 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 this is yeah. A just math. you
2: know, you don't need to study while you're while you're while you're there watching, just you know. Just make sure you really create, like, a personal moment with what you're, everything that you're seeing. If you're enjoying it, create the moment and then go back and say, oh, okay, I really took it all in and now I know that it's rare. Instead of now saying, oh, yeah, you know, I wish I had uh, paid attention a little bit more.
0: Well, I think it was more of a matter that I just didn't familiarize myself with the song. I yeah. think that was probably... probably uh, why I don't have that vivid memory because if it were if it were now again like this would be top notch would love it um, would be talking about it more than than a lot of other things that that we ended up talking about so and we would have played it too because uh, this is a version that you absolutely have to hear um, it's one of the best inside jobs that I remember maybe not better than the Wrigley one but um it's good. It's really good. So mm-hmm. uh am disappointed I didn't get to play for you here, but we're gonna play a ton of songs in both Encores, so uh there's no there's no lack of uh of music that you'll hear on this show. Uh, Ed shouts out both Boom and Mike who definitely were working and coordinated in the song. Boom Boom had a really good song for Inside Job. This was that was like Boom's first real big shining moment Um, and Ed says it's a long way from a small town in Hawaii to Madison Square Garden and he's got his brother and son in the crowd and says that he walked around New York City this morning you can always tell a Hawaiian in New York because he's just walking around like this and Ed is just looking up and staring at all the buildings and it's pretty (laughs) it's pretty funny and and him and him have kind of a laugh so uh, he invites the uh, singers back on stage and for the uh, the last song that they actually no, they played one more with them. Uh, I, I think, but that's not really an important part of that. But, uh, uh, they come back on to do WMA. It's the last song they did with them, uh, the night before, uh, again, very happy to hear WMA. And I think I knew they did it the night before, but I'm not sure. Uh, I didn't know that this song was making a little bit of a comeback at the time, because the first time they played it in full started at bonnaroo that year and then i guess it you know they were feeling it for a little while and and uh uh it stopped being a uh the butt of of the daughter jokes but uh um you know i i kind of i kind of expected that they would play it like this after that because i didn't really know the stats uh you know, I, I didn't really realize it was a tag. So when I went to stuff like the Hartford shows after this, you know, the third and fourth shows and they would tag with WMA, I would kind of be like, Oh cool. They, they played WMA, but no, it doesn't really count. So, uh, I didn't realize how good I had it with, with this version here.
2: Yeah, it's a good version. I think it's pretty straightforward and solid and, uh, happy to see it pop up. Of course.
0: Uh, you know i'm just i'm just hoping for more of this uh as the years go by they that they can get back into a groove saying you know what you know this is this is a song that sounds great the way it is uh we don't need to tag with it we can we can play it every now and again and it'll it'll be really good because I, I mean like the chorus on this is just fantastic i know
2: yeah he's it's got not
0: of course. I mean, uh, it was relevant then, it's still relevant today. Yeah. Uh, Ed says we're going to bring it down for a second. Just a little campfire, just a little singer-long, quiet down, and go into Lucan. So, good little dad joke there. Uh, Glad to hear it live um obviously for any college student with anger issues i think that uh lucan is is the perfect fit uh the perfect diagnosis when you're looking uh for pearl jam songs to to play for a 21 year old who uh you know doesn't want to write his thesis um you know uh they had to adjust to the pacing this one a little bit and it kind of at first it sounds like they're they're going all out and then they kind of they kind of slow it down a little Did you notice that? Um, they just sort of adjusted uh, on the fly.
2: Yeah, maybe uh, it's not ringing a bell right now. Uh it's at uh, Luke and I glaze over to be honest. I, I
0: know. <laughs> I, I just checked to see if Eddie's singing everything and this one he was about 50 to 60%. So I yeah,
2: I was going I was going I was going to give him I was going to give him a generous 60%.
0: Yeah, that, that that sounds about right. I mean, it's it's like an F grade with a B minus performance.
2: Yeah, that like he 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 passed on the curve.
0: Yeah, right, right, <laughs> makes sense. Uh, so uh, another thing, I a lot of this, a lot of stuff from the show was repeated from night one, and I know a lot of a lot of you listening that were on the boards have. Uh, kind of chimed in about both shows and said that these were the weakest of uh, all the MSG shows. I know a lot of you out there that have been to all 10 think that these are kind of the bottom. And I'm I'm, I'm just wondering if a lot of it has to do with sort of the repetition from night one and if things like the singer's appearances and, you know, I'm not knocking a CJ Ramon appearance at all, but they did it both nights. So it kind of... You know, to me, it's not Buffalo Tom, Buffalo, because both Buffalo Tom moments were really, really good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know; it just feels like it, it's just, just kind of uh, a rerun, a little bit.
2: But at the same time, which again, this you might agree with me. If you don't, that's fine. But the repetition here in night two is uh, everything that's fixed and placed better makes it much better than night one it's like I, yeah. I, I would take Agreed. I would take the repetition and and the repeats because it's flowing and sounding so much better here and that is still light years better than 1998
0: I think in 1998 there's a lot less to work off of so if you have if you have similar sets you're gonna enjoy it because your expectations are set a little bit lower. Um, Obviously my expectations were at, you know, the bare minimum for this. So getting a Ramon on stage is the most amazing thing in the world. Fuck. They played with a Ramon. Sure. Even if I had been to both shows, uh, uh, you know, this one and, and uh, the previous night, I probably wouldn't have batted an eye because most bands, they do this. They do the same songs every night. That's just what bands do. We did we went to like back to back red hot chili pepper shows essentially and they played the same set list, but we didn't care because you saw the chili peppers twice. Um it's those aren't the reasons why you go see Pearl Jam, and I understand that you want the variety, but if something is good, is good. Uh I believe in Miracles Here is cool. I love how CJ does the one, two, three, four to get into the song. It's so Ramones. It's so perfect. Uh, Even if he wasn't an original one, but I don't really have much else to say uh, for the sake of saving some time. Uh, It's not really too much different than night one.
2: Nope. Happy to have it.
0: Uh, Here's, here's our moment here. Um, Ed looks up at the banners again and recognizes his mistake. And he says, wait a minute. Brian Leach isn't number 11. He's number two. Who's eleven? Messier. Well, they're equal because one and one is two, and um, and I'm laughing the whole time. I think this is great. This is, and I'll bring up why in a second. Uh, and then there's there's this that we just have to get into the show because uh, again, I'll bring this up in a second. But what a great moment! Let's go. I came up with a phrase a few years ago for a friend of mine named Alex Goot who's not to be confused with the Stone Temple pilot singer of the same name. Uh different guy. Uh I'm sure this the Alex Goot that I know is is much more well-studied, much more studied and uh and smarter than uh the Stone Temple pilot singer. Uh he's he's definitely he's a he's a bright kid. Um and there was something that happened where it was one of his two were two of his favorite things, and I I want to say it was well, something. Also,
2: also Randy, the singer for Stone Temple Pilots, his name is Jeff Goot.
0: Oh, there is an Alex Goot though. There is somebody named Alex Goot that's that's in music.
2: Oh, I was just like I was like, wait a minute, I think his name was Jeff. Yeah, uh, you're,
0: you're you're right because uh, I have something in an iTunes playlist that says Alex Goot.
2: Oh. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that's why I get confused with that. You you're hundred percent right. It is it is Jeff Goode. that's uh the singer for Stunt Apple Pilots now. Okay. And I think he was on The Voice or something like that. I think he was runner up. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know he was
2: he was on one of those, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um so anyway, there there was something that happened to to real Alex Goode that uh was a work friend of mine from a couple of years ago uh it was something that he was a huge fish fan so it probably had to do with fish or and he was a huge tennis guy so it probably had to do with like maybe fish a fish song playing in a tennis match or something like that and when two things were combined uh that he loved and he loved he had many different passions he went to yell you know he, he had many different passions uh i would call it a um, And through friends in our inner circle that had similar combinations as, as what he had, I would just substitute their last name, uh, in place of his and just say, I would say like a, a If, uh, I don't know. Um, Superman showed up on stage with the red hot chili peppers or something like gotcha. that. So <laughs> it was, it's, you know, the, it's, uh, when worlds collide essentially. Y- yeah. Uh, that right there, Let's go, Rangers! Started by the crowd at a Pearl Jam show, is the ultimate sobelgasm. You will never get a bigger orgasm than that. Can you and, think of one?
2: Uh, 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 I don't know. Maybe if it had something to do with lag wagon. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: Uh, I would I, I would think I would think better of that. Um <laughs> Operation Ivy maybe.
2: Oh yeah, Op Ivy. Yeah. Bust out the old black and white hoodie.
0: I wish I still had it.
2: Um wish I, yeah, still uh, I don't know if I mentioned earlier, but I do not care for hockey, so I was waiting for this to pass so I could listen to more just... music.
0: I was just loving the shit out of this. This was yeah. two of my worlds combining, and it was the greatest thing that I can think of. And I know I look back at you, and you were like, fuck this. I don't, I could can, I can care less. Uh, but I was along with the rest of the crowd just being like, yeah, let's go, Rangers. It's my team. I like the Rangers. Uh. <laughs> you know, because it was very much like that. All right. Uh, that gets us into... Another big, big moment of this night that you really just have to hear for yourself. It's uh, it's right after the Let's Go Ranger chants, and it's Better Man. And we're on, remember, for me at least, we're on such a high, singing Let's Go, it's a soul orgasm, Let's Go Rangers at a, uh, at a Pearl Jam show, that you get Better Man that was really high in my wheelhouse. This was like top five song for me at the time. So you get all that, and then you get this performance, and what happens in the beginning here is stuff of legends.
1: With your permission. Waiting, watching the clock is-
0: If Ed is fired up after all the chants that, you know, he just kind of is in his own world and he knows he has to play the song. And he starts, he starts out by singing the second verse and the crowd, you can hear half of them start to sing to themselves, uh, start to sing. um, Oh, I'm, I'm reading off my notes. Half of them start to sing to herself and half, Are singing four o'clock it's got to stop so it depends on whether you were following eddie or following the actual song but it's funny because you can hear both parts did you notice that
2: yeah yeah it's uh it yeah i guess it depended on on whether or not you were singing loud enough to where you couldn't really hear eddie mess up the words and you think you're in the right spot or if you heard Eddie messing up and you just decided to carry on with with the, with the second verse. Yeah.
0: Right. It's just kind of out of habit, but I mean, after that, where Ed just says, with your permission, restarts the song, sings the first sentence, and then the rest of the crowd takes it the rest of the way. I had, I was busting out in laughter that he'd even done that. Um, And then Realized halfway through that, like, wait a minute, this is uh, eighteen to twenty thousand people all singing the same fucking song, and they all know the words. Uh, wh- what's going on here? Uh, this is crazy. You can hear every word, every syllable. And not only did like it turn, it turned into a moment. Um, it was just everything. It was everything aligning in the right spot. Uh, And it worked really, really good. And it just led to a better man that just sounded fantastic. And Ed laughing at himself the whole entire time. I I thought I had a visual memory of him turning the mic around to the crowd, but I don't think I saw that in the YouTube video. So I I could be wrong about that. Um, But man, was this good. This was really good. Um.
2: Alright. It's, it's, so it's just fun. The, it's, just, it's this, just a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah. yeah, the crowd participation is a lot of fun. It's great. Um I'm gonna be a little, you know, critical here. It's pretty easy to get a a, a reaction like that out of a crowd when it's basically your biggest single besides some well. team songs. Okay. so it's you're gonna every single person in there is going to be singing the song it's but you know, does
0: that take away from the fact that the crowd sort of picked eddie back up when he made a mistake and, and no it was no, just like, no no
2: no because because we've seen eddie just say i'm not gonna sing this and we'll give it to the crowd so i don't think it's anything it's nothing we haven't seen before i'll put it that way we have seen this before and um what I'll say about the song is the tag is great, but I've said this before, too. I don't need a tag in Better Man to make Better Man a great version, and that's what happened here. The tag is great, but the rest of Better Man I I felt like was very... I've said this before, run-of-the-mill. I feel like people go nuts over these tagged Better Mans with these crowd participations, but they totally gloss over really generic versions of the song and this moment where the crowd sings lasts for a little while and the tag lasts for a longer time than that and then there's this big solo but I I don't need those things that's why I really like the let's play Two better man because it's got an amazing solo it has no tag uh, it has crowd participation, but then the actual song, the song in Let's Play 2 is one of the best Better Men, Better Men, Better Man's, Better Man's <laughs> is this, better that, I've, that I've ever heard. And it is, the performance of that Better Man compared to this one blows this one away. It's just that this one has great crowd participation and uh, and uh, the Saver for Later tag is very good. See, I disagree. The regular, I don't think it was generic at all. The regular meat of the song of the actual song here i don't think there is anything special i think I, it's I think it's a good better man, but there's nothing like there's i'm not blown away by it i'm blown away by the performance of let 's play two though that is a a, a, a a spectacular better man
0: see i I am blown away by this one uh because i think when I think back to the show this is this is top three moment for me because, um, it just showed that he was willing, he, he wasn't willing, he was willing to make a mistake. He was, he was willing to, uh, you know, own up to it and, you know, to give the crowd back the mic. And I, what do I know at this point that, you know, the crowd that he lets the crowd sing the first verse? Uh, and it, all it is, is is just him playing over it. I don't know that to this point. Um, all I know is that on the album, he sings it a certain way and plays it a certain way, and I don't know what to ex- expect the minute that I see it live, except I, I hope it to be good. And, and, and this one uh, I, I thought was above average because it was more special uh, of a version because you had that, you know th- th- he had that playful banter with the crowd um and and I, when I think of of betterman and m s g and betterman has had a really good string of uh performances at m s g and a lot of people bring up the two thousand ten version because of the same things uh you know the crowd he gives the crowd the microphone and essentially lets the crowd sing it the whole way through. And I was there in the crowd. It was really good, but I, you know, and, and they put it on PJ 20, but, but I said to myself, I'm like, you know what? Really? It should have been the 2008 version on PJ 20. Cause that was a moment that was, that was so memorable. Uh, and I'm not trying to take away from what the 2010 version was at all. Uh, I'm just, I, I, I just, it just sticks out in my mind that the crowd was able to pick the band back up, and I, I didn't think it was generic at all. I, I thought that they absolutely tore the house down with it.
2: Yeah, I guess we'll just have to. Because I, I agree with.
0: I, I got yeah. I, I agree
2: with with yeah the moments and the and the crowd, but at the same time, it's nothing we haven't seen before up to this point, and I. Um you know he messed up that's all it is he gives it to the crowd it's fine he didn't you know it, it, he does that and he messes up he messes up a lot it's it's just nothing new and
0: i and i no w- no i i know i know i just I just, right have to now... I just
2: have to disagree with you that that the actual meat of the song i it's not uh it, it doesn't really reach the the best that i've heard i have i i have better better man versions that i i prefer way above this
0: you want to know something crazy? I'm going to tell you something crazy right now. All those times that you invited me on stage to, to sing with, uh, with Tonight's Entertainment, there was only one song I would ever sing. There was only oh, one did, song. I, we probably did that at least twice, I would say, right? With when you came up? Oh, I think it was more than twice. I think it was a bunch of times.
2: It, well, you know, we'll put it this way. It was probably every time we played at the old Lily Flanagan's. Yeah.
0: It uh, was, I would, I would assume it would
2: be what
0: i said it was a lot for sure
2: yeah yeah i mean well yeah we played there a lot so if 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 it happened every time we did that then yeah
0: um but i don't think that that's my song of choice if this version doesn't happen that's that's how much this version has impacted me has made an impact on me yeah so back then you're so impressionable and everything, you know, how many songs have we heard to this point? Like 22, something like that. And we're getting close to the end and and you're sort of feeling that there's not too much left to go. So every moment you have to sort of take in as this, you know, as this special thing that's, I don't know, never, never going to end. Uh, you know, lasting memory, so to speak. Uh and that's that's just what this one did. That's what it did. That takes us into the close of the first Encore Rearview Mirror. And uh we're gonna have to play this here because I mentioned this before. Rearview Mirror was number one on my list uh of songs to hear on this night. Uh I'm gonna tell you about a little story about Rearview Mirror after we hear a little bit of it. So uh Let's play that here, and then I'll... story i don't i probably so when i was in college i i was i was uh i was a film major for a year two three three to four semesters something like that then before i switched to uh to journalism uh and one of like the early video you know video production class assignments was to create a music video and I decided to create a music video to rear view mirror. Do you remember this at all? Or I, I do.
2: I don't really remember the details, but yeah, this is starting to sound familiar.
0: It was the most cheesy, uh, just dopey thing that like generic story that you can think of. And I thought I was being really innovative by doing some of the editing techniques that I did. And then I showed it to an editor friend and he looked at it and he was like, that's not really that interesting. And I'm like, yes, it is. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it looks like he's looking at a memory, man. And he's like, no, nah, that's pretty stupid. And then I did something really stupid, and I put in a fucking jump cut. Uh, and I, I, I thought it, I thought it was going to work, but it didn't work. I, it was part of the learning process, and uh, that won't see the light of day. That's not you. You might get an instructional video on how to dance to State of Love and Trust on Facebook, but I don't think you're gonna see <laughs> my music video for Rearview Mirror anytime soon. So um
2: We'll start a we'll start a petition to get it released.
0: Yeah, not happening. You're you're gonna have to put in a lot of Patreon dollars for that one.
2: <laughs>
0: just saying. Just saying. Uh so yeah, I mean like this was Absolutely, my favorite song at this point. Uh, to to get it in this pivotal point in a set list uh, feels really special, um, and i i love this I love this version. I I I don't think it's my favorite version, but I think it's important because I just think back to how my connection with the song was and how much I loved it and how much I really, really adored verses at the time. Uh, and you know, I don't think it was the strongest performance of the song ever, but impact on my night was very, very significant.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's always great to get Ruby mirror. It's always going to be a showstopper and it's even better when it's uh it's an encore ender. I love it as a first set ender, but encore ender is, uh, I mean, especially when they're coming out for more, it's like, Wow. Yeah, I, you know what I've you know you know what I've realized lately though, I it just happened to come on. I had something on. Uh, what did I have on shuffle the other day? I had a. Uh, what was my playlist? I forget. I but but uh, the the studio version of Rearview Mirror came on, and uh, man, I don't know if it's because we've listened to so many live versions, but oh, it was like, I was like, is I was like, is this over yet? This is so slow. It plods. Yeah. Yet at the same time, that was like my favorite song for right? a long time. Like the album version. I, I couldn't get enough of it. And now I'm like, Jesus Christ, I need a live version. Give me a live version, please.
0: Right. <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of with you there. Uh, not that I, I don't hate on the album version, but man, live is just a different beast. Uh, yeah. And it's kind of the opposite. You know, we talk about sometimes we love the original, like the original Even Flow, uh, where they'll play it live and it'll sound like it has the groove. The original State of Love and Trust, they'll play it live and it doesn't sound like they're going a mile a minute. Um, there's a couple other songs that are like that. Uh, I was listening to a 93 show today and I was just kind of in my head, like, you know, why Go actually, like, sounds really good when it's groovy and, like, the drums are more involved, you know? Uh and it's not that this version today sounds bad. It's just it's just fast and, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't take a lot of time to pay atten uh, to, to to pay attention to it. I, I don't know. Um but right. rear view mirror is the opposite where I want it a little faster than Oh yeah. Yeah than how it originally was. Not, so
2: Yeah, not not too fast because that, that guitar part is very important can to get, the song right. get away from you a little bit
0: yeah I agree uh, I, very solid performance of this good way to end a first set and uh, a first encore I should say and get you into a couple more songs uh, uh, this is encore 2 here Ed ta- thanks the crowd for everything they've given him appreciates the opportunity to play places like this with the energy they have and it's unbelievable we're gonna fit a ton of stuff in before a curfew so we won't talk, talk much longer and I believe they do uh and he just talks about the country and taking the country back assisting the whole planet and survival I'm just sort of reading here on and on and on and uh they he starts out the f- second encore with no more and this is another repeat from night one uh we've talked about it enough recently where we don't really have to go into it too much. Uh, The crowd is into it. Uh, I think they're digging it. They're singing along back with him. I don't really know the song at that point. Uh, You know, it wouldn't be until after this and listening to it on the bootlegs that I would get to know it a little more. Um, But I liked the message at the time. I feel like it was really you know, fitting the way that I was feeling and sort of had, they had my back on, you know, George Bush sucks and Obama's going to be the next president. Like, it felt like all that stuff, they they had my back. So, uh, you know, it it was fine. Um, But I can see if I had gone to both nights and I had been, you know, a continuous showgoer, I can see kind of being like, really, this one again, meh
2: yeah well especially because the night uh, it was very good uh this one was okay No, not, not uh, no that that sounds bad this one was this one was good too uh, and and this is an eddie song that I really do enjoy because I feel like every time you get a pretty good crowd reaction from it
0: crowd is good I, I think even if you don't know the song, you kind of know where he's going with it and sure know, after, right,
2: right 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 after a yes. turn like
0: i if i I, I know i didn't know the song going into it and but i was probably singing along no more you know so i always saw
2: this as his his sort of version of like uh, uh like redemption song this was kind of like like his uh, uh redemption song type type
0: yeah thing. that's an interesting way to put it i mean it's the just song, kind of like that
2: same sort of vibe to it and
0: the song has enormous, and I've read a lot about the song. It's in the Thomas Young book, uh, yeah. Thomas Young, Young's War. Uh, it's it's written about him, and, and he wanted to perfect the lyrics so much that he went to Thomas Young, and he was just like, is this accurate? Is this accurate? Is this accurate? Right. And there are some words in there, like, at the end, uh, no more evangelizing, and, and, like, that. those are s- specific things at the end that Thomas Young told him, like, you know, these are these are things, these are things that I'm looking for. These are things that we're talking about. This is our message. Uh, right. and that's all stuff that, Ed, I, I think that's really cool that he, that he did that. And, uh, their relationship is really cool. If, if, uh, if that, I know I've been promoting the book every time that this has come up, uh, and it's come up a lot recently. Uh, but, um, there's a lot of, you know, you get to really understand the relationship that Ed had with him. And, uh, it, it is, it's really cool to read because there's, you know, besides Tom Morello, there's really no other rock star that comes up as much as Ed does, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, but now it's time to sing one for the back. And Matt, guess do, what? Do we, do we, do we, do do we have to? Uh-huh. Uh. Because you're leaving the show. We haven't done it. We haven't spent oh, more no. than two minutes. Oh, on. you're
2: not going to. Oh, no, Randy, what are you doing? One, two,
1: three. Oh, where, well, oh, where well,
0: something dastardly today and and (laughs) damn it i did look
2: at how that worked out
0: um yeah you know i i think at the time it was just kind of like a oh cool last kiss and yeah it's not one of my favorites anymore and i don't think it was a favorite back then but i think i was i was somewhat appreciative to hear it uh but listening to this version man this sounds like a jimmy buffett cover band did this at a beach bar somewhere. <laughs> it's it's funny. Right. It's got like that. Those, those keys in the background. Like it makes it sound like you're on like, a, a, just like a beach boardwalk somewhere. I don't like know.
2: You're about, yeah. Like you're wasting away again in Margaritaville or something.
0: Yeah. But you know, you're, you're the car, the car stalled. And the engine was uh, yeah, dead. <laughs> except, yeah. You,
2: you, you die in Margaritaville.
0: <laughs> anything else you want to say about last kiss
2: not a goddamn thing
0: got it cool figured we get it in one last time to you know just stick it in your craw yeah uh you know i'm I'm not like really crazy about the second encore there's just i, I don't know it it just flows weird uh, uh
2: i gotta be, yeah i gotta be honest looking back on it i <laughs> i really don't like it at all
0: it's Besides the one thing that's that's a big talking point, uh, it's not really memorable. I can't remember that they played Why Go after Last Kiss at all. Like, I, I can't – Why Go being such a prominent song off of 10 that I, I feel like I should remember that. But yeah. it's sort of – just sort of forgotten. I, I remember Last Kiss and I remember what came after Why Go. But uh, this, this was an odd choice. Right. It's not like the performance was bad, but it just doesn't no. stick out.
2: No, it's... um. Uh, I don't know. You know, again, I'm just going to beat the horse, the dead horse, a little bit more before I go here. I, I just never know where to place this song, and I hate it when it's early, and this is in a second encore, but now it's falling victim to what's around it. Yeah. And it's, 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 I think it's in a place that would be good if the whole rest of the encore wasn't so weird, um, because it, okay, it, so it makes it stand out as like the best part of the entire encore too, but it's not complemented by anything. It's, it's like, it's the best part, um... Like it because everything else just is 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 mediocre besides like alive, but alive is nothing new. So, you know, by I, default, by by default, it stands out, but it's not because it's not because it's, see, I think it's, it's, it's the it's opposite. Doing,
0: I just don't think it. I think it doesn't stand out because it's, you know, what comes after is at least memorable. No, it's mem. Okay. Whether whether you like <laughs> it's me- it or it's,
2: not, it's mem- it's memorable for being something I don't I don't care for.
0: Sure, okay, but again, like I I looked at it as you know right at you know we're getting a guitar legend on stage to play with the band. This is the first night I've ever seen them, and Ace Freely from Kiss is on stage to play with them. I, I, I've never been a huge Kiss fan. Just yeah. not my thing. I'm not no. into that. Uh, you know, some people some people love Kiss and some people just really don't. And I have specific Kiss songs that I do like uh, in the right setting, in the right time. And the right time is not, you know, every day at all. Uh, Black Diamond is one of those songs. Uh, but i I just i'm i guess my reaction was just kind of like, holy shit, okay, cool, but you know it's not like it's not Jimmy page, it's not uh angus young uh it's not somebody of that nature that's like you know a god would anybody call ace freely a rock god?
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people would, and that's, that's okay. Would it, anybody
0: <laughs> with the IQ of over 80 call Ace Freely a rock
2: god? Um,
0: <laughs> uh, uh, maybe a couple not. people, <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, that, that it just it's at least memorable because here comes bumbling old 60 year old Ace Freely on stage looking like he just woke up after you know an eight hour nap, um. You know, probably went and took another nap after after playing the song. That's that's how I always saw Lemmy of Motorhead. That any time before he played, uh, that somebody would just wake him up out of the nap and go, Oh, okay. He What He And then he would just get, that. that would be the only time they would wake him up before any performance. That would be Lemmy from Motorhead. My own what, am I? am I... What,
2: what, no, what what you don't know is that uh Lemmy from Motorhead was actually dead the whole time. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> what
0: they, was alive were his massive <laughs> moles on his face.
2: Yeah. Um, no, this is no memory to me. I I I don't I don't give a shit about Kiss. I don't give a shit about Ace Freely. I don't give a shit about him coming out to play a song. And, um, and honestly, it, it, it does nothing for me that Matt Cameron is singing lead vocals because I don't, I don't fucking care at all about it. Not, not even, not even a little bit to even give it the benefit of the doubt that it was a, a, a cool thing for the night that, you know, that it's like a rare thing. You have the guy coming out and he's playing a song and, it's a cool cameo. None of that matters. I don't care. I hate Kiss. I hate the song. I I don't care.
0: Yeah, at all. I I I think it's memorable. I think it's. Uh, I think a lot of people side with you. And and I mean, the reaction to this was very lukewarm, to the point where McCready was like, "Come on, it's really Kiss." Come
2: on! That's because that's because McCready's such like a like a like a nerd. Like he oh, loves he is a, this oh, stuff. You know, like it nerd. doesn't it doesn't matter like who it is. He's like he's gonna get so pumped up for it. But I don't know. I, I could see Stone being like, guys, what the fuck are we doing?
0: Yeah, <laughs> Stone probably liked it. Stone probably stared at his amp the whole time. Oh God. Put his hands in his shorts and
2: oh! Did, I, I, wait, I forget. Was Stone full? Stone was full beard on this one again, right?
0: He was, yeah. This yeah. was like this was divorced dad Stone.
2: Yeah, it wasn't like the full thick, like get down with the thickness, but it, he it no. was it was it was pretty full.
0: And he's starting to grow gray at this point.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Pretty sure it's kind of like the the pepper. What 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 do you call it? Pepper, uh... salt, salt and pepper, salt, salt and pepper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, salt and pepper here
2: but but yeah so that that's my point about why go is why it's just weird here it's because everything around it it's late in the set which i prefer uh but everything around it is is making why go the best part about it by default because i i don't really i don't really care for the encore two that much so that's that's basically what i was getting at
0: okay that's that's fair um so i you even though it's not very popular with with the show and some of its fans, but uh, uh, we're gonna play a little bit of Black Diamond because well, we gotta play it. I mean, it's yeah, you, know, it's, you, you gotta. It's the first. It's it's not the first time they played Black Diamond, but it's the first with Ace Freely, It's the last with Ace Freely, So you just gotta. Yeah. It's part that's, of that's what the,
2: that's what the show's about here. It, you gotta play that.
0: It is so you know. Here it is for all you kiss people out there cuz first of all I don't want to hear it from the Ki- the major kiss fans I don't want to <laughs> hear it from them so yeah uh all right here's here's Black Diamond for you and Matt singing a little bit Out on the street for a day, our pictures You'll see the Pictures only the There have been cooler p- people that played on Madison, Scar- uh, yeah, Madison Square Garden stage before with them. Sting, Ben Harper, the Buscox. Driven to Tears,
2: man. That was awesome.
0: That was incredible. Cheap uh, uh, Trick, doing Surrender. Oof. Yep. What a great moment that was. Uh,
2: s- same night, right? Same night. Yeah, that was... Now, that is... That's what you... That's what you go for right there. Right. Right.
0: Like, that. those were massive, massive moments. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I I have good memories of this, and you know, cool that you know a uh, uh, a famous person in another band played a song of his with them, and nice nice for them. Uh, I'm glad McCready lived his lifelong dream. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm I'm happy for my friend. I will put it that way, but. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I do remember this. It's hard not to. So, um, all right, that gets us to the last two of the night, and uh, alive is starting to wind it down here. Uh, it's showing signs of the realization that this is turning from a you know in the moment thing into a memory, and always have to mention how the best part of alive. As how you spent the last two and a half hours singing your heart out and you're getting one of their most prestigious songs to sing along and finish it up. And, uh, it just feels like it's your last dance. It's your major re- reward. And you're chanting your Hey, hays at, at the, at the end of the song and everybody's pumping their fists. It's, it's, uh, you definitely truly cherish it from your first night. And even if you're going to see it 18 more times, it does not change the initial impact it has on you. And I knew, obviously I knew what the last two songs were, or at least I was, I knew alive was definitely here and I was really hoping for lead better, but I, you know, you, you had, you had kind of an inkling what was coming, but it was still not just that it was coming, but it was exactly what you wanted.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And of course we always say it's the bread and butter territory. So, yeah, you, know, you could kind of separate bread and butter from the rest of it which for me is not enhancing the encore two unfortunately because i it's 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 its own thing you know the the closer songs at a Pearl jam show are almost its own entity and its own life force you know alive led better it, they have their own life force in yes. a way uh, so so yeah that's why that why I go there is really frustrating. To me. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I, I, I'm i just going to.
0: Yeah. Crowd is really intense and they're asking for more. And Ed goes on. He's saying, thank you. We thank you. Our kids. Thank you. Our parents. Thank you. And he intros the whole band and shouts out a seven year old in the crowd for being at his first show ever and said he'd be doing drugs at no time. Uh, <laughs> yep, And, uh, then I love how he intros the song by saying, Say goodnight, Gracie, and goes right into it. <laughs> In my, oh, no. my eyes, there was no other way to end this night. It was absolutely 100% a Ledbetter show. Uh, I wouldn't wish for anybody else's debut to go differently. Uh, I know we had talked about it when when eddie was on the show and he really 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 wanted lead better and they teased it and then did little wing instead i said wow little wing that's so good but uh i'm in you know veteran mode there i'm not in you know first timer uh you have to have to have to no matter how good indifference is and indifference is always amazing to end a show with you have to at your first show get Ledbetter better to end the night there's no other way to say goodnight at your first Pearl Jam show. That that's just in my eyes. And even at the time, I thought that there shouldn't have been another song to close the night with. I I, I thought Ledbetter Better Every Night and no matter what. I I obvious obviously have changed my mind on that and feel a lot different about that, but Ledbetter Better Here was absolutely the best way to end this night.
2: I think that is uh I think that's an opinion a lot of people would agree with, but it is... It's not yours, I know. It, it is not a have-to, because that is, that is very much opinion, because that is not, not my opinion. I know I know Eddie felt the same way. Um, I do not. Uh, I, I feel like a lot of people do feel that way, but I feel like there might be a lot of people out there that might think, might think the way that me and and some of the mi- minority feel and they say no i i would i would rather not have <laughs> lead better, so you have to get it I'll say this you have to get it you have to you can't see pearl jam once and not get lead better at all i like you should experience it once, but uh, I don't know i I don't think it's a necessity to be honest, but that that's just that's my opinion.
0: Uh it's it's really tough cuz if they had more options to end the night with, then I'd say okay, well, you could do this, you could do this, you can do this, but they don't give themselves enough options. Well, it's the thing they have led the better they indifference have the- or maybe a random cover if they decide yeah. to end the night on a strong point.
2: They have all the options in the world, but they kind of chop themselves off at the knee there Why you listen you guys are known for doing crazy stuff and doing rare songs and mixing it up and having people come out even at your most formulaic moment why don't you send some people for a loop there but they don't i mean i get it they're old men now so i guess they you know do Uh, we do what you know i guess i don't know
0: yeah and they're not going to change it at this point it's become such a major staple and a lot of the things that, you know, we're going to talk about in our, uh, you know, evolution episode uh, about better is just going to be how really unchanged in the set it's been. In, I think, like, 373 shows, it's been closed with 338 times, which is an amazing th- ratio there.
2: I just find it so hilarious that a song that i just do not care for is the one that that they will never ever let go of uh,
0: it's just kind of and they and they, can't, and, they can't,
2: and they can't do fucking big wave more than like eight times <laughs> fucking well, assholes!
0: come on i mean big wave wasn't a radio <laughs> single after yeah. being a b-side like big wave was as... anything no, and still kind of isn't anything. It's kind of Bullshit. just a uh, uh, a deep cut that you really, really love. It
2: didn't have to be a deep cut. Those freaking jerk offs.
0: That's it. This is this is it. This oh is wait, did
2: we mention the uh, uh, what, uh, Star-, oh, Star Spangled Banner? There was the, the the little snippet at the end, right? There Fan- was
0: fantastic.
2: Okay, good. Loved I, it. No, dude. For some reason, that just I totally blanked on that for a second if i even yeah they did it right they did yes. yeah oh yeah oh yeah. Okay. They, they absolutely okay. did yeah, yeah and wow. i remember being weird.
0: blown away by it because it's it's mike so
2: it's mike yeah
0: you want to rate this this is going to be the last show you rate for a while so yeah no, Make uh, it
2: good yeah it's it's an eight it's a solid show i don't think it was eddie's best and encore two kind of sucks but uh band was awesome set was great i really liked the placement of. Pretty much everything, uh, besides. Why go? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, no. That's the thing. I do like where YGO is. I don't like what's around it. Yeah. So, right. Okay. I uh, see Yeah, and the bread and butter is great. You know, alive, uh, led better, star spangled. It's all great at the end, and uh, yeah, I like the I like the off to the races intro. Uh, you know, two two avocados back to back, two and three. I mean, go. Uh, uh, closer. I'm gonna go with an eight.
0: Good yeah, good stuff. Yeah, a lot of, lot Eight's of. It's a good number.
2: Yeah. yeah, most. I, it's I, it's mostly fantastic.
0: I I I was trying to think this whole way through how I can do this with coming from a mind of this as a memory and coming from a mind of this as a bootleg, and I feel like it's one of those things where you know too much and you can't. You know, it was, it was really hard to distance this from fan and podcaster. Uh, and so I'm going to kind of be both and say that my lasting memory of this was that it was an amazing way to introduce this band live to me. Um, sure. Uh, uh, I think I made a list of my favorite live shows uh, not too long ago, the ones that I've been to out of, out of the 20 and I, I, this makes top five every time it's easily top five, sometimes top three. And uh, you know, there's some things going back now that I can kind of pick out things in a set list that I'm like, okay, maybe why go was a little weird and maybe the things around it was a little weird and maybe a little, little nitpick on, on these things. But like the memories that I have of it are so, so important. And so just, just sticks with my heart and sticks with my mind. And, and I really, that's where All this comes from here. The release opener that was just absolutely incredible and mind-blowing to me Uh, into closing with Go into the Better Man version into the Let's Go Rangers chance into Rearview Mirror being played into just a lot of other things. This, This didn't just feel like I was seeing a Pearl Jam show. This felt like I was seeing something... Bigger than that, it you know, it it's the garden, so it, it's huge as it is, and it really they proved to me that anything can happen at the garden. That you know, you could bring up up a former Ramon that you can bring up a former uh, a member of Kiss, that you can bring up a, a random trio of of uh, backup singers, and make it all feel special and important, and. Um, you know, I I don't think that this show is good enough for 10 territory, so it doesn't get a 10. Uh, I think it gets a 9.5 though because as far as first shows go, you really you don't get much better.
2: I thought for sure you were going to go 10.
0: No. No, I I mm. if if I thought it deserved 10, I I I think I would give I would give it a 10, but I uh it, it doesn't deserve a 10. And maybe if I, if it wasn't my first show or I didn't attend it, I think, I think it would be in the nine range. I think this is good enough for that. Yeah. But again, I can't, you know, I can't speak without bias on this one. It's, it's really, really difficult for me to do that. So, right. Um, all right. Well, I guess this is the point that we all got to say goodbye. uh, <laughs> I, I guess Just, before we no, go, no, not 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 goodbye. Not oh yeah, goodbye. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like we we say goodbye, but we say see you later. Okay, we yeah, say see yeah. you later. That, that. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be
2: dipping into some some of the uh, evolution, the Patreon evolution shows, and uh, maybe uh, maybe I'll be able to throw an edit here and there, and maybe uh, you know record a what I call the the, the hot take, a, a nice quick. Quick review of the show for for the ending or something like that. I'm it will gonna, be the new Easter egg. Yeah, I'm going to make myself known for sure. Every every
0: chance I get, I promise. I would like you to s- still do the MSG shows. I I'm, we're going to take oh, yeah. a we're going to take think- a break from them. This summer, cause the summer because the summer is all thrown into whack so we're not going to get back to I- into the next one until September so would you still oh, yeah. oh, definitely. do the I, MSG I feel, ones
2: I feel like I absolutely have to finish out the MSG ones for sure perfect
0: good because you're at at least two of them so
2: yeah just not not both nights of of each one no that's where no. that's where my night ones had to start getting cut
0: before we we say see you later uh, just a reminder to you guys uh, you know Uh, Patreon is open, patreon.com slash live on four legs And we mentioned a couple times that the Evolution series is upon us We are doing it very soon Uh, It should be coming out, I don't know, after the 4th of July at some point I'm, uh, you know, I'm depending on myself to edit them So uh, I don't do a lot during the day And it'll fill up my time So I'll, I'll enjoy myself by doing that uh, you know, obviously the social media pages, and if you can give us a good old rating on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, you know, shoot us shoot us a rating and a comment, and let us know how you're liking the show. Also live on Four legs, Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, tell your stories and share with us what shows you want to hear in the future. And really, a lot of things are really open right now. Uh, Matt, I don't think I even told you this, but uh, the whole festival idea that we were supposed to do this summer is uh is getting nixed uh because oh, you're not there's... going for it no uh it's just with with things the i just kind of had to to make a change uh there will be there will be a pink pop and that's going to be next
2: week of course so of course.
0: uh and there will be another festival show and that'll be near the end of july and that'll have uh, a guest on it all of these shows will have a uh, a new co-host, uh, maybe even potential replacement co-host, uh, involved, uh, that, you know, we'll see how everything gels and we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, um, I, I'm just kind of giving the reins to them, whatever they want to feel comfortable with covering, uh, that we'll do, and and next week we're gonna have kind of, I don't know if it's a, like a battle of of potential co-hosts, but these are two pretty uh, high on my list guys to uh, to fill your shoes. Uh, Buckley and Bradley are gonna both join the show, and I won't make it. I won't seem like it's competition because that's not fair. Because I don't I don't think there should be any competition, but man, it, it, it's wide open.
2: That episode that episode is going to be nine hours long,,
0: <laughs> but the show is only like forty five minutes to an hour exactly <laughs> it can't be possible <laughs> I, pla- I that that's got to be a short one it's a holiday week, and this one's already three and a half hours long.
2: Can you believe that I have weddings on the third and the fourth
0: i I believe everything right now i believe uh. I believe anything that's fucking happening in your life is people is
2: are just, people people are just crazy like they're like yeah I'm, let's tuesday let's get married I'm like, what <laughs> why i have a lot of thursdays this year too it's that that's thursdays have gotten popular that's
0: i mean it's probably cheap
2: you know what they do they take advantage of like holiday weekends yeah um because yes it is cheaper yet it's like everyone's around and available and I mean it's it's smart I, I got to give it to him it's smart and it adds another day of work on for me which isn't bad but um, I just have to get used to I, I have to like remember like it's Thursday I have a wedding right <laughs> I can't forget but
0: yeah yeah but that's just another reason why we uh, we part ways with you a little bit for you know and, and I don't think you'll come back full time when you come back but you'll you'll be your presence will be felt uh um, oh
2: yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna be i want you guys to feel me
0: cradling my, Cr-
2: my like little <laughs> like like angels
0: an- like an angel cradling like an angel
2: singing singing release as it cradles you uh,
0: i like i like how that put a little bookend on this but um just really terrible. uh you know this was again repeated from earlier but this was just a a stupid little idea that the two of us had after putting together a fantasy league and uh and we didn't even know what went into to doing a podcast if you heard the the raw version of the first episode that we did we stopped about like 500 times we had to re-record the the intro uh it was a nightmare it was it was a mess but we figured it out somehow we we figured it out we we've been doing this somehow you guys keep listening uh because i i see the numbers and i see that you guys are still listening so we thank you for that uh but I mean these are long episodes as you can see it takes a lot of work to, to to do this and and for all those shows that Matt you edited uh you know we can't ever thank you enough and we're never going to replace that hard work as as much as I can do I can uh you know I can do my part but you you put in a ton of effort and a ton of work into and time into stuff that you almost didn't have any time for so really honestly like i i love you and and thank you
2: oh no problem. you'll get the swing of it it's not too bad
0: i no. i i i know i'm just saying you know i thought the just, last
2: episode was great yeah
0: I, I i i'm trying uh you know but uh, again like the, uh, you can't what i'm trying to say is that you you put in so much of your Hard work and your effort into doing it that, you know, as much as I can do, like, uh, uh, like that effort can only be replicated, not duplicated. I don't, I don't know how to even say that. It's just, it's, uh, uh, you did a whole hell of a lot to put us on the map, to, to get us out there, and, uh, and we can't you know you're you're my best friend and i'm just happy that we were able to accomplish this that i (laughs) ever had any you know i don't want to say final words because they won't be final words but any uh parting words that you'd like to say to our faithful listeners here
2: uh just yeah thank you for the continued support and i will uh of course, uh, I'll see you guys soon.
0: With that, um, well, I, you know,
2: and I, I, I got to do the next MSG because we were there, we were there at those. Oh two, yeah, so 2010, I got, I got to be on.
0: Yeah, you'll you'll be on those for sure, and I, I think you're well because I've been will...
2: I, Yeah, I've I've been saving my my pictures that I have from the show from like my my sixth row or whatever it was. I I got them on my phone. I'm ready to share. So we do gotta, you really? We Oh yeah, yeah, I found them, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I found them on my on my Facebook. They were like deep 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 in a folder. I, I wow. got it. Wow. Yeah.
0: I only know I only remember that you took like this random picture of me outside of
2: the Your arena. Your smile. And... Yeah, you look like yeah, a little baby. Like... You look like a baby.
0: Yeah. You're like <laughs> clean shaven.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you had a little you might have a little goatee, yeah. Yeah. Know, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's hilarious. Fuck me.
0: Fuck me and oh. fuck time.
2: <laughs> yeah right Oh god
0: uh all right well with that being said uh this is the end we're here matt's here but not for much longer and although we may be parting ways matt you'll miss we miss you already and we miss you always
2: oh man but that n- that actually that actually really fit there Jeez.
0: <laughs> well i mean uh, you know that's uh just just thank you for being a friend. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, again, okay, yeah, that this has been awesome to just to share this stage. And, uh, if you and your best friend ever come up with an idea, uh, so crazy that it might work, uh, do it because you just never know what would fucking happen. Just, just you, fucking try. It. Just
2: gotta try, try, ev- try anything, try everything. Just do don't, do don't, don't hold back. Just, 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 uh,
0: just don't murder somebody. Don't, yeah, don't okay. try that. Don't.
2: Okay. Use discretion and common sense.
0: Yeah. Just whatever, whatever you, whatever you do, that's legal and, and clean. Just, just do it and, you know, uh, enjoy yourselves. So, so until next week where we can figure out who the next co-host of this show will be, we don't say goodbye. We say see you later. See you
2: later.